1: Welcome to the Geekiest. My name is Joseph, and my pronouns are he, him.
0: Hello, I'm Kayla, and my pronouns are she, her.
2: Hey, this is Andy, and my pronouns are he, him. And I am Brian, and my pronouns are he, him.
0: Hello, Hello, Brian. Brian.
2: Hello. This
3: has been a very long time in coming.
1: Yes. Yes. Uh, Brian is, you're kind of multi-talented. Let's just uh, throw that out there, because I was was doing some research today. Uh Uh-oh uh you, you got your posters yeah uh there is the the geek mc accessories which i really like that it is a thing it is a thing uh your your mental health quest uh videos on youtube oh god yeah the,
2: i mean the yeah yeah you mean the, the, the wrist slitters as i like to call them <laughs>
1: Uh, and, and, uh the the etsy store with all the stickers so yeah you're just very talented artistic and and that's why you're here plus i think it was andy had to meet his quota for a number of guests he gets on the show so
2: or a year so yeah <laughs> so you know and he had invited everybody and they'd already turned him down and so andy Pretty said you know this one guy who will do anything because he's a whore and uh and here yeah, I, he, I am I,
3: well, I knew that i knew that you were competing with kevin smith for like Uber Geek, you know, and 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 the ability to just completely sell out, you know. So
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, we were talking earlier before the show about P- Disney and stuff. And uh, oddly enough, two years ago, right before before the panini happened, uh, I ran into Kevin Smith at Disneyland. Wow!
0: Oh wow! Yeah. you 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 have a talent for running into people at Disneyland, don't yeah, you? So every
2: time I go, I run into somebody. It's it's kind of nuts. Well, if so, I, I, you're I, driving, you wouldn't hit them. I mean. <laughs> Listen, the lawsuit's still pending. I can't talk about
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, before you came on, uh, Brian was telling us that uh, he's uh, ran into some critical role people at Disney as well. Oh.
2: Yeah, it was just uh, last week. I was at Disneyland and I was in Galaxy's Edge. And oh, there was Matt Mercer and Marcia. They were just... Uh, were they dressed out, up like
3: they, they were in the TikTok video we saw recently? No. No? Okay. No.
2: No, it was right after his birthday, apparently. And... Uh, yeah. They were. It was kind of you know. Uh, it wasn't a promo type thing. But they were just there because it's his yeah. favorite place, and uh, you know, getting his geek on.
3: It's amazing. It's amazing. I love that the fact that they all go to uh, uh, the 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 local Renaissance festival there as well, and they you know they dress up and whatnot, and and people just they're just people, which is the coolest part. You know, they don't like. Yeah. They don't try to like you know. Hey, yeah, I'm with Critical Role or I'm this guy, blah blah blah. No, they're just fucking. Well, people. I mean, when they
1: when they go to the when they go to the the Ren Faire, it's they're also in the company usually of you know Talison, Lord of the Goths, and President yeah. of Renfair. So
2: <laughs> <laughs> Talison, though, this is the, the funny thing though, is this guy like he is you know talking about the mall being like just normal you know Joe's. Talison is kind of a uh, shy. Uh, let's see, a little bit of a nervous guy. Um, I
0: get that. I get that a little bit with him. Like he's he's fine around his friends, but you can see how he's a little nervous sometimes.
2: Yeah, I, we were doing. I was doing a designer con in uh, Anaheim, and uh, he is a friend, uh, a fan of my fr- a friend of mine uh, who works on my tabletop game with me, um, Meg Kirkpatrick. And he could come to see because she had a booth there. Actually, we're splitting a booth there. And he came to see her because he's a fan and she wasn't there. She had a rep doing her her part of the show, but I was there. So he came up to the table and he was like, oh, you know, it's Megan. I said, no, 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 she's not. She didn't make this trip, you know, blah, blah, blah. We, you know, got to catch her probably WonderCon next time. And, and so we're chatting and stuff. And I said, you know, uh, I said, by the way, I've been working on this um, Molly Mock piece. And I didn't have it there, but I had it on my phone. And he's like, oh, really? And I said, yeah, yeah. And I, so I handed him the phone. And uh, I didn't know at the time. I found out from another friend that apparently when he gets excited about stuff, like he has a, a, a nerve issue where he, mm-hmm. he, he starts, like, his hands shake. And tremble. He's got he to tremble. A tremble. Yeah. yeah, and I yeah. didn't know that. And so he, I handed him my phone. He's looking at the poster. And he, like, he gets really excited. And his hands start shaking. And my phone's bounced around his hand. I'm going, what's going on? I hope he's okay. You know, but I didn't really know at the time what that was the deal was. But, uh but uh, yeah, so that that got his blessing. So he he really dug it, and uh, we were talking about that. Andy and I were talking about that piece earlier, and that's uh, it's
3: it's easily one of the
2: best pieces you've ever made. Oh, thank you. That's really
0: cool. And it's Talos so, approved.
2: So <laughs> hey, <laughs> Taliesin, right? geek point.
0: Yeah, yeah, being Talos approved—that's like worth like three geek points right there. Like well, that's ridiculous. I mean, well,
3: being Talos approved, and the fact that he runs in that he ran into Matt and Marisha and then you know god knows who the fuck else i mean uh,
1: also we're kind of skipping bearing the lead he's also working on a, 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 a an rpg card game crits
2: yes that's true uh, so, so crit is talk to us about that yes crit is 3 years in the making so far it is a tabletop um Rg, RGB. Uh, RGB. <laughs> yes, it's red, green and blue. Yes. Ah, yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, RPG. I'm familiar so, with colors. Yes, colors are very important in the game. So no, basically, <laughs> you have, you have a board and you have random lands that get assigned onto the board, and then you you are battling against other parties of adventurers to get through the levels and complete the quest first. And uh, it is ridiculous. It is funny. Um, the creatures, the party members. It is fast paced. Uh, And so it would be a perfect drinking game. Um, It's a great conversation starter and the artwork is beautiful and hilarious. I have done none of it. So you can be assured the artwork is fantastic. Uh, My friend Medgar Kirkpatrick did the artwork. Krista Doodles is my colorist. Uh, She's also the official emote artist for The Walking Dead and for Hyper RPG. Nice. Um and uh, she does my color work. So uh, we started out with this was my project, and I brought them in, and they are so good and have put so much work into it that I I, I said I can't do this this way. We have to be partners, and so we're now a three way equal partnership on the on the project, and
0: it's outstanding.
2: Uh, hopefully well, it, by it, the beginning quarter one quarter two of next year it'll be on Kickstarter. So
0: sweet, it, um, it sounds.
3: It sounds like it's a little akin to, or right up there with, like Munchkin and like the Red Dragon Inn and stuff like that, right? Yeah.
2: Well, what it kind of well, what (laughs) I did was, I because I've never designed a game before, I had no interest in designing games, but uh, there were a few games I really loved, and one day I was in the shower. It was a shower thought, and I thought, what was it? What if there was a game that had all of the coolest mechanics from the games I were shower? I was in the the shower. Yes, I do bathe. Okay, let me just imagine that for a moment. Yeah, just let's take that (laughs) back. So I turned, that image. On, I turned the water on right. and I turned the, uh, the steam up. You know, it was nice yeah. and hot. And I got oh, soapy. Cool. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's nice. That's nice. You liked that, Okay. Yeah. Uh, Save that for the B-roll. And uh, so I was, you know, I was in the show. And I thought, what if there was a game that had all of the the things that I, I like? So, you know, different things and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, I like shoots and ladders. And I like pandemic. And I like munchkin. And I kind of like phase 10. And I took all that and I predicated the whole game off the stupidest concept that my wife and I came up with was what if you had a D20 that was only ones and only twenties? Hmm. Oh, my- so <laughs> you either critically fail or critically win every, you know? So there are many things in the game where you have to roll this stupid D20 to decide yeah. your fate. And so it's, you know, you might, you might as well be flipping a coin, but Hey, it's cool. You got a D20. That's only, you know, so that's why the game's called crit because it's all based on, how badly you're going to fail or how incredibly uh magnificently you're going to defeat your enemies. I dig wow. this.
0: Yeah. That
2: sounds like a lot of fun. I did a blast to play. Uh I I did a test set. We took it out on the con circuit. I had artists and gamers and everybody playing. It was this was before we had artwork or anything. It was just the text of the game and they went from airbnb to airbnb to hotel room to hotel room to drinking <laughs> <laughs> to drinking and, drink and people were having a blast with it so i'm like all right we got something here let's let's actually do it
0: okay. Very cool so that is is one of of many projects you are working on and joe kind of started the list there give us the rundown what is the give us the actual yeah so basically what
2: what I, what I do for a living <laughs> normally <laughs> uh is i i do posters based on film and television, big film and tv geek and so I create original artwork based on the things that I am passionate about, and then I sell them online. I have a couple different online stores, and then I also take them to comic conventions across the country and sell them in person um, and do appearances at shows and stuff. And then uh, I also have a company called Original Geek MC uh, that I'm a partner with uh, uh, a popular artist named Misty Fig. She is a uh, she's a, a custom Funko maker who's. Um, very, very popular. She's worked with Critical Role. She's worked with Supernatural, you know, with the cast and with the producers and stuff, creating original, like, Funko properties for them. Um, and then Meg, who's also a part of Crit, she's also Geek MC. And Geek MC is accessories and apparels for the badass geek, especially focusing on the female gamer, because there's a lot of stuff, you know, that's like, Hi, I'm a female, I'm a female gamer, and I like the color pink, and here's a pretty little... You know whatever there's nothing that says hey i'm a fucking badass biker and i can kick the shit out of you and your mra <laughs> is you stupid little fucking gatekeeping bitch boys yeah that's what I, geek mc that's, about that's a, that's a geek point
0: that's yeah that yeah. is definitely a geek point uh, yeah i'm actually looking at uh, mc right now um and i i had stopped because i noticed the rowena pin um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh and the uh I, I this one i'm gonna have to just put this on the list we need to order this is the exist resist persist That's yes beautiful. That, that is
2: actually that kelly created that uh Did meat she? and veg kelly my wife yeah she created that one that was one of our first pins uh and i absolutely loved it and we turned it into the pin and uh yeah so we have a lot of stuff coming up um with that we 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 got barely started right as the panini hit so we didn't have like all of our all of our artwork or our products are In place and we're going to have a big back patch That's like that's Leia choking out Jabba and like
4: <laughs> You know just
2: it's that kind of shit It's you know like the, you know we're going to be doing a um, Actually I'm excited about uh, We're going to be doing a calendar every year That is going to be a pinup calendar That is going to be uh, Cross gender uh, Inclusive uh, Body inclusive Like everything sexy motorcycle calendar like you'd see like a ducati or harley calendar Mm
0: -hmm.
2: but with people of all different genders races sexual orientations trans whatever you know
0: oh i love it i Um, love it
2: yeah because we want to you know the geek we really want to you know we really wanted to have to bring that inclusivity of the comic-con outside of the comic-con it's great when you're there and everybody's accepting it's a horrible thing when you fucking walk out the door And then people, you know, you see people outside the con walking and pointing at people laughing. It's like, you know what? Fuck you. We're badasses in here. We're badasses out here too. We're going to show you. You Mm -hmm. know. So that's that's what that's what that's.
0: I love that Uh, the spike collection uh, is super cool. All of the the different stuff for the spikes.
2: Yeah, that's our Uh, that's actually been our biggest seller on Etsy right now has been the uh, the spike packs with all the different color. We do like the Hogwarts houses, and we do all of the flags. Um, Or as many of them as we can, because, God, uh-huh. there's so many flags now. Um, but we try to be, you know, what we have in stock, what we can make packs of. Um, and, yeah, we've had a lot of people sending us photos. They've done up their, uh, you know, done up their jacket, their denim, and their their leather, and they're all spiked out. Or they've done their shoes up. And, uh,
0: yeah, it's pretty awesome. That is a really cool concept. I like that a lot. We had been toying with an idea for a while uh, at the shop of doing some kind of a – um like a bracelet situation, like a leather cuff situation, but Mm -hmm. where it had like different uh, colored heads for snaps. So you could could change like the You could change the flags, so to speak. Yeah. uh, To whatever colors of of, and you could just snap them on. Um, So I'm I'm working on prototypes for that. So I like I like the spikes. This is super cool. They they, they could they could go hand in hand. You can have spikes and snaps.
2: Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, and so I did bef- well, well before I got into this iteration of my art and these projects, I was doing leather work for a while. And uh, so I did a right lot up. of leather jewelry and bracelets and pounding out those snaps and the eyelets and the this and then that and the other thing. Yeah. Uh-uh.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I'd, my hands have gotten to the point where I've kind of passed a lot of that stuff on to my kids because leather mm-hmm. work takes it out of you, man.
2: Oh, boy, it does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes, pounding <laughs> pounding away into the evening, Andy just oh my- pounding and pounding away into the evening, Andy. Oh, I about that. So, uh oh, so you mentioned Rowena. Yes. yes. So I just I got I got I got flex a little bit cuz it's it's my job. Uh I got Give to it. sit in baby with Rowena. Which was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And the first time I did a show where one of the babies was at cuz there's several of them. Um this one has all the weapons in the trunk of a whole nine yards. So I walked over, I took a photo of it. And of course, my wife, you know, likes Dean because who doesn't? I don't. And uh, <laughs> don't tell me you're a Sam person because that'd be weird. I
0: am a Sam person.
2: Are you in the Midwest?
0: <laughs> no, I'm in South the, Florida. O-
2: the only city of people that I've, because I, you know, like I said, I travel a lot. The only city of people I've ever been to where the majority of them are all our Sam people is Salt Lake City. Really? Every other city, solid, solidly Dean.
0: I'm gonna have to go to Salt Lake City then.
2: I, I guess you y- are. Y- you do have to understand. Kayla
1: does does <laughs> kind of navigate towards that corn-fed.
0: <laughs> I like the big boys.
2: Oh, you like the moose?
0: I do. I love yeah. the moose. I love it. Love it. Love it. He's he's, he's all he's a little too thin actually for me. Um, you but like the like, three C's, huh? Yep. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's my jam. But yeah, when it comes to Sam and Dean, like, I, you know, I, I love the show, all that stuff. Dean, uh, you know, he's, he's, you know, the asshole with a heart of gold. But (laughs) when it comes to it, I'm, I, I, I gravitate much more towards Sam. And Rowena big,
2: just, big, big whiny sam i get it
0: yes I, he's, yeah. but he's sweet and he's cuddly and he's big and it just he just wants to stop all this
2: crap and hey, i don't want to be alive <laughs> blow the sand out yeah um i like him too he's cool <laughs> so, you know, i took i took a picture of the car and i've texted uh kelly and i said uh ran into your boyfriend kicked his ass stole his car yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, the text went over well.
3: <laughs> is is it bad is it bad that I'm just not a supernatural fan?
2: No, it's not because the show, while it's extremely entertaining, is also incredibly problematic.
0: <laughs> yeah. <it's, laughs> yeah There's <laughs> it's it's one of those things where it's like Joe and I for the longest time, like I had seen like one season and Joe had never seen it, and we both yeah. finally went, Okay, we are just going to plow through this fucking show. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I, I, and you I, can I, tell who's written individual episodes because there are some, there are some of the writers that are great, and that they get the idea. And then there's a couple writers that are a little too misogynistic, mm-hmm. and uh, you can tell which episodes they've written. So, but if you can kind of navigate around that, it's it's uh, it is entertaining. They should have stopped. Like I think at the end of what was it, season four or five, before they got into all the Leviathan shit, which was garbage. Yep. Yep, And uh, it should have been it had a natural ending point and they should have ended it there. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I think that was because like Kayla and I, like she said, like, I remember watching uh, not Supernatural watching Smallville back like season nine or ten of that. And I would and I would see the the like the commercials for Supernatural like, oh, my God, that sounds interesting. But then realize that, you know, go to watch it. And it's like, oh, my God, there's like three seasons or four seasons of this show that, you know, I've never seen. To understand you know where
3: they're at. That's, that's, that's yeah. literally what happened to me. I was like, <clears throat> when I when I first saw, you know, because you know it progressed through through uh, Smallville as well, yeah. and uh, and then th- you saw the ads for it, and I was like, oh, okay, this looks interesting. Let me check it out. And I was like, oh, that's unfortunate. It's a and- lot. <laughs> yeah. So
1: then so then like when it came on Netflix, like we started watching. And I was like the first like first season just is so much monster of the week and it was just like mm-hmm. oh i don't uh, but that's also my feeling it's like i i have what i've seen of like later seasons of buffy i loved but getting through the first season when it's just monster of the week bullshit it's like
2: oh buffy oh, so gosh. yeah that's the thing man like buffy has there were like two seasons that were just was it like one and four what was the season where uh Oh, is this the stupid robot boyfriend who was like a military lab built thing? I think I blocked <laughs>
0: that out. I'm s i am really think uh, I blocked that season uh, out. It, it was, was really bad. It was whichever
3: it was whichever season had the vampires in it. That was
2: the best. Oh, was that the bad one? Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. yeah. I'm not at all. It was,
0: it was a I'm shitty not, season. Not not one good down. episode, and
2: that was the musical episode. That was in the, the musical season.
0: episode was awesome. The puppet episode was a lot of fun. Or was that Angel? I think that was, was an Angel. 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 Yeah, it was the and puppet I, episode.
3: That was Which Angel, I, that. I never watched. I know that.
0: Well, funny.
2: <laughs> I couldn't do Angel. I just couldn't do it.
0: Angel, I got maybe halfway through the series, and I just got to the point somewhere right after the puppet episode where I was like, I can't do this anymore.
2: Buffy almost (laughs) lost, lost me when I was doing the watch through of it. Uh, When they, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck Joss Whedon was thinking when it did kind of like the, the rapey episode. Mm -hmm. If you remember Mm -hmm. that in the later season with, uh, with Spike. Spike.
3: I'm thinking about who he's
2: going
0: to yell at next.
2: (sighs) Yeah. I was like, wow, I cannot believe they ever did that. Like in that, in that show. Uh, yeah. yeah,
0: that whole relationship with Spike got mm-hmm. freaking weird. <laughs> yeah,
2: and he is such a tool. Uh, he's such a what tool? <laughs> no, well, no, I mean, no, I mean, him, per, like James Marsters, like he is. Oh, no, 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 no. no. Oh, okay, he no, is he's such. Cool. He's such this like he's so kind uh, of quiet and boy scouty almost a little bit. You know? Yeah, I've I, heard I, that. Someone, someone told
1: me, uh, a friend was telling me they were at a con and, uh, he was there and was being very like reserved, whatever. And then it like kicked in that, like, if I just like do the voice occasionally, do the accent, do the, you know, do be spiked for a moment. Like people will be satisfied
2: and they'll leave me alone or they will buy me (laughs) drinks.
3: (laughs) Possibly possibly both. Possibly both.
2: (laughs) We were, uh. I was doing a show in in Sacramento, uh, Wizard World Sacramento, and Marsters was across from me. I, um, our tables were across from one another. And uh, a friend of mine, Anita, was with me at the table, and her daughter was uh, overseas doing one of those. And uh, not like a Doctors Without Borders, because she's not a doctor, but that kind of thing where you go and volunteer, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And I forget where I was, like Cambodia or Vietnam or somewhere. And uh, and she was a big, big Buffy fan, and uh, especially Spike. And so, and he didn't have a line, and he wasn't busy. And I said to Anita, "I said, why don't you go over there and see if we can get something signed for, for your daughter?" And you know, she's like, "Oh, that's cool. Okay, let's go." So we walk her over and and uh, and talk to him. And she was like, "You know, if I could get her on the the phone or the thing, would you could you say hi to her?" And he's like, "Oh yeah." So she she got her on the FaceTime, uh, and hand the phone over, and he did the voice like the yeah. whole. Like he did the he he did the call as spike
0: oh wow he was
2: so cool and so kind to do that for her and uh he was just he was just a super nice dude um i've met him a couple times now but that was just like that was kind of above and beyond you know Mm -hmm. i love Um, it when they you get those moments there's a few there's a few celebrities uh that i have met that go have gone above and beyond that um are kind of lovely one of the one uh there's a there's a friend of mine i started she started out as a customer i met her at a show and uh she has uh brain cancer and right. there's yeah and there's no you know right? right and so she doesn't have a you know there's not a large amount of time well anyway she had gotten to the point she had started a grade where she had to be in a wheelchair and so we're at a show and um her her and her friends went over took her to meet michael rooker and uh Rooker, one of the friends that said to Rooker, like, you know, she's, you know, sick or whatever, blah, blah, blah. He, <laughs> he took her wheelchair and ran her up and down, that left his table with a line and took her and ran her around the convention and popped wheelies and rode ah! the back of her wheelchair and ra- ran her full speed. Like, I mean, we're talking like a ma- major con, like 60,000 people. And yeah. he's, Busting through crowds with this chick in the wheelchair, just running up and down, screaming, clearing the path, and and riding her around the fucking convention. Like, oh uh, my I've,
0: god, I'm, that's so cool! I've heard this
3: about Michael Rooker. Mm-hmm. I was going to say heard well, he's just had, a badass. He when, is. When
1: we had when we had Beth the uh, Chalk Girl on. Um, she was telling she she to, she told us on, told me on the air, it might have been afterwards, um, that she was working on a Yondu. And Michael Rooker was there. I think it was Dragon Con. And uh, he was there. And he was like, uh, you know, someone let him know. And he went over. Or she brought it over to show him or showed him a picture. And he, like, went over to, like, convention staff. He's like, you guys are going to need to get a ladder over to where this is. Because when we're done, I'm taking pictures. And (laughs) again, you're going to
2: need to be on a ladder. Uh, and, uh, yeah yeah he's a cool it, it, it's really funny you know you would think because they do so many shows they're doing these things that the celebrities you wouldn't necessarily have a lot of interaction with them Um, but I have stuff happens all the time with me like I had um, the last Rose City we did here in Portland uh, I'm sitting at the table and a fan comes up and is like um, Chris, Christopher Eccleston wants to see you <laughs> I'm like <laughs> you know (laughs) (laughs) he's like he's like chris regelson wants to see you and i'm like okay So i took a couple copies of my poster i went over to stand in line and the handler like saw me stand there and they waved me up and i came up and uh and i'm like hi you know i'm 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 brian you uh somebody and he reaches into his back pocket pulls out my business card that's got my face on it and he goes oh yes you are you know Wow, and yeah, and we just started talking about how much he hates fucking. He hated uh, um, uh, British Prime Minister and uh, Trump, <laughs> and and we just got into this huge like kind of political kind of like kind of, he was like, oh, everything's shit, and I hate all these people, and they all need to like dine a fire kind of thing, you know, and blah blah blah, and and he's like, I saw the poster you did of me, and it made me look really iconic, like like President Obama, and I was I really loved it, and so I wanted to like you know thank you and you know, and meet the guy who did this and stuff. And I was like, Oh, well fucking hey, man. You're, you're doctor who cool. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to add you to my doctor collection. I've now, so now I've met, I've met all the current doctors except for uh, her. J- Jody. Jody. Um, hey. So I met, I've met David twice. I met Matt, which was really funny. Um, oh, wow. Uh, I met the curmudgeon uh, who I love. Um, uh, oh. What's that? Peter Cabaldi Peter Baldy yes my brain farts at times and right. uh yeah and then Eccleston who I never thought I'd meet because that was another thing is that you know Eccleston didn't do shows and everybody thought it was like he was anti-doctor who yeah he's not at all he's just no. super shy or whatever and he also thought because it went in part of the conversation I because I said to him I'm like you know I re- thanks so much for doing this because you know it means a lot really means a lot to the you know the who the who fans and myself included and mm-hmm and uh, he he said to me he goes i thought they all hated me
3: yeah. oh, no no the, the, right isn't I, that like the sweetest thing ever like
2: I, I it really took me aback like when he said that like i thought they all hated me and i was and i was just like no we love you like we absolutely love you and always have loved you and mm-hmm. that's like a thing like you know and it was really it was, really, we just, it, it we was just, weird
3: w- the who fans just didn't get enough of it is what it was we just wanted more
2: yeah. And there were so yeah. many rumors when he left and people oh, yeah. like he was going through, he was going through some major um, mental health difficulties at the yeah. time and still struggles with stuff, even though he's doing yeah. a lot better with it now. Uh, but now he's doing like every show. I just got uh, like schedules for all my sh- upcoming shows. And I think he's at like two or three of them. Oh, yeah. So he's, uh, he's going to be out a lot more now, um, which is Good. great for the fans. Yeah. And he's, and he's
1: doing, he's, been doing some stuff with the doctor who franchise again as i as
2: i've seen
3: yeah yeah he's doing i, I think he's doing um some some
2: radio dramas yeah, yeah. some audio stuff i know yeah mm-hmm.
0: that's cool yeah kind of spin
1: it, filling in some of the uh the gaps
2: yeah,
0: you.
3: Yeah, Brian. You and I are the Hoovians here. They're not really Hoovians.
0: Yeah. No. Mm. Unfortunately, I have not. I like it. Don't get me wrong. Um, she, it hasn't. Bitten, it hasn't bitten her. Yeah, <laughs> I, have, I haven't gotten the bite yet. Just, I, I, I have.
1: I I got to the Capaldi era. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, you know, I got to the Capaldi era, and I think part of the problem was figuring out which service it was available on, and. That that was I think my major stumbling block. It's, yeah. It's, for, it's all uh, on
2: HBO Go. It's it's all, on, Bit. it's all on BitTorrent. It's all on BitTorrent.
3: Oh well there's that too. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: don't know, legal, it's
1: all available legal. illegally. Does that mean I need to get Kazaa back up or LimeWire? Oh my god, yeah, LimeWire.
2: I recommend <laughs> LimeWire. Make uh, sure you link it up 20. to your MySpace. Um and if you're gonna do that, make sure I'm in your top ten. Okay.
1: Great. Thanks. <laughs> hey, I, I was like trying to find you on Friendster. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Oh um, well, the problem was I was on Friendster, but then I had to replace my abacus, and uh you know, <laughs> it deleted. It deleted everything. Oh. It was sad.
0: Oh yeah. We're jading ourselves. When
3: you're, you know, it's trying to. Find it's social media. With dial <laughs> up on your on your TRS eighty. You know
2: what you can do uh, is if you uh, start a, smo- uh, a smoke signal, uh, you might be mm-hmm. able to find me on Alta Vista.
3: Oh right on. Oh, or oh. in a Geo
2: Cities neighborhood. Um, i believe it's hollywood uh, slash lot slash 1496 well i just get you on irc oh good good i i I love i love that uh oh actually i'm on uh uh if you're in south florida make sure you pick up a copy of eric thav's bbs list you can find me (laughs) on the floating pancreas bbs and the phone number is oh my god yeah i'll take it back i'll take yeah, it we're back not, i'm old we're as fuck da- we're, we're not dating ourselves at all
0: no no not at all hey no. brian oh remember, my- remember navs
2: <laughs> yes <laughs> 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 uh, it's like like this is reminding me of that that chris that chris farley sketch was it on saturday Night live when he's yeah yeah, talking yeah, on the yeah. he's like hey you remember like when you were in the terminate yes i remember that yeah yes that i remember that was that was cool <laughs> that was cool <laughs> that was cool yeah it was it was a cyber cafe we uh, we went to navigators we, f- we frequented, frequented i remember yes.
0: navigators before navigators i'll go back even further uh because i worked two doors down from it i remember what? hard drive one of the very first cyber hard drive, hard, are you hard drive me? cafe yep
2: did you talk to kelly about this no, no. <gasps> we okay. didn't know we didn't know all right so here's the thing Kelly and Mm -hmm. I met because she was going to BCC. I was going to FAU. I had a class on the Davie campus and I ran into some people that I went to high school with at South Plantation and she came over and met. Well, anyway, we ended up, I ended up getting invited to go to the performance of a show at a theater, two doors down from the Hard Drive Cafe.
0: Hollywood Performing Arts or Florida Playwrights Theater?
2: Florida Playwrights. To, okay, see, uh, to see, to yeah. see, yes, yes, to see uh, conniption fit in Mickey's. That's his uh, apathy, and we the saw sound it for that week. show. Oh my god! Yeah. Holy in the, the six degrees, we did, so and Mickey and I are still friends. I'm still friends with Mickey online.
0: Oh my god! Yeah, that's insanity. Um,
2: Kelly and I met, and then every week we went to that show, and every week our seats moved one seat closer to each other until eventually, by the end, and every performance, I would take, I would go next to, to Hard Drive Cafe, and I would buy two Jolt Colas, Jolt, and I still like have, you. I still have the caps from all the Jolt Colas that I bought her during that period of time.
0: Oh my when god! When we first started good dating. That's amazing. Yeah. Holy shit. I helped open Florida Playwrights <laughs> Theater. All that black on those walls. That was me.
2: Oh shit. Yeah. Wow. I've performed at that, that theater. Did I what were you we in? Did I tell you he <laughs> was going to be one of the best or what? Like, come on. I Holy had my shit. own show that I wrote uh, based off a radio show I used to do uh, called Pandemonium Midnight Uprising. Um, and, uh, I did a sh- we did a show based on that and we did it there at that theater.
0: What was it called?
2: Pandemonium in that uprising.
0: Not-
2: it was that much later after in the I- run.
0: Yeah, those must have been after I had, I had my son. Um, cause we- I'm one of the original founders of Hollywood Performing Arts as well.
2: Oh, they had brought in a, uh, a night director who was there because his, his, I think it was mom was dying at the time he was taking care of her. And he was somebody who had been out in the ground. He had been with the groundlings.
0: Oh my God.
2: And he had connections to um he had got me in with um oh shit, Chicago. Uh wow. Brain is really uh famous improv troupe, Chicago. Second City Second City. He got me in with Second City.
0: Oh my god.
2: And because of the because of the monologue I delivered in this show that I wrote. And uh, he had it set up for me like it wasn't an audition. Like he actually got me in the second city. Wow. And I was so young at the time that I didn't really have the money to go. And I went, of course, you know, to the parent to the help me out. You know, I need to go to the second. They were like, they didn't get the breadth of what what it was. And I ended up not going and uh, burned a bridge for this guy really bad. And when I saw him again, like several years later, walking down Hollywood Boulevard, like, it actually hit me.
0: <laughs> My God.
2: Yeah, yeah. Who
0: was the director?
2: His name was Paul something. It wasn't Waxman. No, 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 no. It wasn't Waxman. It was somebody they brought in, um, and he was only there for like a season as the uh, and only doing night stuff. He was doing the the
0: okay,
2: uh, the late night because they were doing a, like a late night series where they were bringing okay, like up and it wasn't and it wasn't the
0: owner. It wasn't Paul Thomas.
2: No, 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 no
0: oh my no, god no, no. that's those, crazy
2: those awesome. Yeah. Sauce. yeah Holy no, and I, shit. uh so you know then you would know uh angela yes and uh yeah so yeah paul and, and
0: angela and i knew ed schiff and i knew both jerry and paul waxman yeah yeah uh-huh. oh my god
2: yeah 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 and uh yeah and then of course and then i i stayed friends with and in fact mickey was in my show he came in we had a little, a little intermission thing in the middle he came and played in the middle of it uh oh, for wow. me which was embarrassing because the show tanked horribly because no one came and saw Ugh. it and um <laughs> uh but yeah and then and then uh mickey and i still talk um wow
0: yeah, he had a still friend, up
2: all. yeah do you remember there was this tall guy named michael who was a friend of mickey's in there's that
0: Sounds vaguely familiar.
2: Mm. Yeah, he passed a couple of years ago. He had cancer. Oh. I just wonder if somebody you might have known, but um, maybe
0: I knew. I knew Duncan. I knew the Zigers. All the Zigers. There were a lot of them. Um, yeah, and like, Duncan. I mean, we could go. We could go. Yeah. Yeah. Duncan. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah we well, talk about the comedy troupe and like uh, Frank Edwards and like all of those guys and um, uh, la- um, Mental Floss was out of there for a while. Mm-hmm. And, yep. 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 <laughs> Jesus.
2: Take your wow your yeah <laughs> welcome to where we are Just, it's a small world after all
0: right no kidding yeah i was raised in downtown hollywood man that's my that's jam. crazy
2: my uh in fact kelly's um father's house is two blocks off hollywood boulevard on jackson ja- jackson in the train tracks basically
0: i know exactly where that is i was raised on monroe and 16th
2: yeah right there <laughs>
0: i was yep. just down there the other night too a friend of mine another photographer and i oh, really? uh, went down there and uh we were we were coming back because we went up to the pier and we were coming back and we kind of did the tour around young circle and oh my said, god oh, i'll have to send you i took a picture of like that aisle where the old theater was yeah um, please send, Yeah, yeah that's uh, really cool. <laughs> we
2: left uh, god we left in um let's say 2003 okay so it's been a hot minute yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I've been never bit. been back
0: I've never been back oh my god it's changed so much so much like imagine. all the old haunts are gone
2: I bet yeah. hard drive cafe though wow that really that's is
0: crazy that you makes can my fucking out, noodle. but oh my god <laughs> that's nuts I'm sure we ran across each other at some point I don't look oh, at anything like I used to but yes
2: <laughs> insanity
3: was... hey oh, guys yeah. look what I just opened you know <laughs> <laughs> i just <laughs> mentioned Navs, and it's like boom you guys just went off on this great yeah, this oh wonderful tangent. it's awesome <laughs> sorry you never <laughs> no, know no, you no. never not know. Yeah. not at all brian uh brian taught me brian brian was the guy remember, remember I, I told you there was a group of people i used to hang out with at a at ihop kayla yeah. that when i was a kid and we used to play spades and hearts and shit like that uh-huh, like till yeah. like three in the morning Brian was there who taught me how to play all those card games.
0: Ah it's your yeah, fault.
2: It is. I <laughs> I am uh I am my spades game is uh yeah, it's a little uh it's pretty serious. A little, <laughs> that's a good way to put it. This is a good way to put it. I don't lose.
3: <laughs> you can say it's it's pretty serious. Like pretty I mean, serious.
2: <laughs> Wow. Oh my God. Uh, nobody plays spades like you know, man. Yeah. i tell you. I love space. Yeah, I play it a lot. I know oh I don't play it a lot. Not anymore. I haven't played actually, you know, I haven't played in years, to be honest now. Really? Because I don't have yeah, nobody there's nobody nobody plays. Nobody else, no, nobody on any coast will play me. That's the problem. Well, ah. <laughs> That's that true.
3: Happens.
2: and That's true. I don't really talk to I moved out here when well, we have another mutual friend that lives out here. Uh and I don't really talk, and his name is Brian, also. Yes, I don't really talk to him anymore. So, he doesn't talk to anybody. But anyway. No, he does. not <laughs> No, he doesn't. But we digest. We
0: do. <laughs> so, um so yeah, you have been you've been in the entertainment industry and and doing all sorts of geeky things for a very very long time.
2: Yeah, it's been it's that's that's been my life. If I don't have something going on in that nature, I I do not function well. So, I got out of stuff for a long time. I did. I got uh I wasn't doing anything. And it was very, very bad for me. And I went through a series of horrible jobs. I did, you know, I've sold real estate. I sold timeshares. I was an insurance agent. Uh, I've I'm done. Sorry. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've run the gamut. I've done magazine sales of customer service. I've done, uh, and then I got in the tech industry for a while. I did networking. I worked for Yahoo as a, a kind of web engineering type of dude. Um, See, so yeah, I've run the fucking gamut. And then finally, I got, went back to art. Uh, about nine years ago, and I was like, "Screw it i I got to get back into you know creative mode."
0: Doing what you love. So, yeah. what's the origin? Where's the what's the event horizon that started you on that path? Uh, this time. <laughs> no, the first time. Like, was this? Were you born into it? Is it something that you latched onto it at an early age?
2: I did immediately, and it was um, it was something that was just I think innate in me, and I my parents recognized it very young that that was what I wanted to, to do creative things. Um, cause I started, you know, pretty much drawing immediately. Um, when I was a kid and then I was, I was interested in music. I was interested in acting. So instead of going out for sports and whatever, you know, my, my parents were supportive and I did, I was in the Fort Lauderdale children's theater when I was very young. And, uh, then I was in Florida singing sons. Um, and I, yeah, and I did just, I always did creative things. It was just always, and I'm adopted and neither of my parents really are, are creative people. So they had no, um, they're like, we don't, my, my dad, my dad's Nello was an elevator mechanic and, you know, he's a just hardworking, you know, blood, sweat and tears kind of guy. And you're know, very kind of John Wayne-ish without the racism. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And so, you know, he didn't, he may have never really, he never really understood me or what I, what I was doing, but uh, he never discouraged me and encouraged me to, to follow it. So yeah, no, I've always, always been doing it.
0: Right on. That's great. That's great. So, so as a child, you were doing all of this stuff. What was your first paying or professional gig?
2: Um, you know, I don't, I, I don't really know because I, I, most of what I did, growing up all through those formative years and then beyond even when i was doing theater i had my own theater company here in portland for like seven years um i never really considered any paying gigs until about nine years ago when i started this as a business
3: and can we count terror at the track
2: <laughs> i did it while we worked at a haunted house I mean, you know i you got know, paid yeah, paid that, got to paid that, you yeah. Know. i mean i, I got paid to <laughs> you know, i mean i've gotten i've gotten paid to, to act before i mean i've done commercials and stuff like that but
0: that counts
2: yeah i mean I, i'm thinking like a full-time basis um i don't know i've always i've always made drips and drabs or actually i did a lot on script so when i was just getting out of high school i was uh friends with this dude who used to be a my av teacher and he had a radio show on am called the art of entertainment And we would do, you know, like film reviews and stuff like that. And then companies that would advertise with him, they'd pay him half in cash, half script. So it was like, if it was a movie theater or a restaurant, you know, and it was $1,000 in advertising, they'd pay him 500 cash, 500 gift gift cards. Oh, really? So I got paid in the means of like, we would go on weekends and we would just go, I mean, the best, any restaurants we wanted to go to, movie theaters, shows, concerts theme park tickets, like we used to trade out for all kinds of stuff. Um, so I always kind of, nice. you know, I, I bargained that way into a lot of stuff, you know, but it wasn't until I did this starting nine years ago that it actually turned into a full
0: time,
4: like yeah.
2: can pay your bills, can sustain a, you know, a household type, you know, uh, career.
0: That's, that is, I think that's the dream for, for everyone is to find that thing that does that and that's it that's so difficult to find because the the industry is so patchy and yet saturated
2: it is and it's just but like here's the thing so when i started this um i had nothing else i had uh if anybody is goes back and watches my youtube series on the mental health stuff i went through a, a very rough period of time um where i was pretty much non-functional for two years and I lost my job, lost everything. We were out of money. We had nothing left. And I took my last $50 and I ordered posters from an online printing company and I sold those on eBay. And then I reinvested that money back in, back in, back in, until I could buy my own printer and then started just selling and doing that online until, and, uh, until I got picked up by Reddit for a, uh, a little bit. And then I started doing, you know, comic conventions. Um, but it is it is possible to do you know do the thing that you you love doing it's just you've got to be willing to you've got to be willing to jump into it whole hog and that's yeah. the problem is most people are like I, I want to do this but I only have 15 hours a week to devote to it that's never gonna happen right you know you can't you can't part-time this kind of shit like you've either got to go balls to the one it's hard because a lot of people aren't don't have the, say, the luxury of doing that but it's scary yeah. And a lot of people, you know, they're like, they're entrenched. They've got kids. They have, you know, I was lucky. I didn't have kids. You know, it was just Kelly and I. And, you know. For sure. Yeah. For sure. I dig it. Yeah. We didn't have a choice. We had nothing else. We were literally. I mean, when I say I took our last $50, I took our last $50. We had nothing, nothing left. We couldn't even pay rent that month. Wow. (laughs) So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you just, it, you know, when you're still, when you're in that kind of situation, it's like, this is either going to work or we are fucked, <laughs> you know, you have that, that, that's the point at which you have to, you have to just fucking take the leap balls to the wall. You know, there's no other way. Uh, I'm going to make this work come hell or high water, you know? Uh-huh.
3: But I mean, it paid off, you know what I mean? It did. Like-
2: and, and it does. And I've, and I, One of the things that I do now, and we had started a website. We didn't quite get it taken off. It was called Unconventional Arts. But one of the things that I have done in the nine years, uh, well, probably I'd say in the last six years since I became successful at this, uh, is I now work with other artists and people who are getting started out that want to do this as a full-time job and who don't know or have the means or the ability to figure out how to make that happen. Right. Right and so myself and several other, you know of the artists that i work with Krista doodles vera you know meg or all these people thomas overbays out of astoria oregon a bunch of people we work with other artists we help them uh we give them information because you know a lot of times when you're in an industry like this people are very closed doors because you know they think like oh competition is bad for us uh you know i'm always want to make sure i'm not out of a job
3: mm-hmm. obviously
2: yeah you know, but the way I look at it is, if you go to a comic con for anybody who's ever been, mm-hmm. if you were to even take a standard size con, you know, 20,000 people, and you were to take every wallet and empty every credit card and every cash bit into the center of the room in a pile, it's damn near an unlimited fucking amount of money. The money's there, people. There's of no reason it is. to be an asshole. Like, of course, it help is. your fellow artists, help other people live a dream that you wanted to when you wanted to live yourself. And, you know, and maybe no one was there to give you a hand up. Well, you know, you're there now, you know, reach down and bring somebody up with you. Like that's, you know, that's the thing. So that's that's kind of what we do working with other artists, trying to get people started in it. Because there is no, to me, there's no competition. It's just about, you know, setting the right expectation on value and for all of us and, and you know, bringing the quality of the work up, you know, that's available in the alley and stuff like that. So it's, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It is, it is. It is one of those industries where the more you support each other, the better everybody does.
2: Absolutely. That's how I feel about it. And that's, mm-hmm. that's how I've, you know, I've, I've ruined so many relationships and businesses in my time because I, I realized at the end of the day when things have failed, because you got to go back and look at your failures. Mm-hmm. And so every time, what have I done? Okay. Well, two things I've I've, often put the cart before the horse I've you know the type of guy who like has an idea and goes out to get business business cards made before there's even a business you know (laughs) and that happens a lot because you know people get excited but the other thing is I realized that every single time I have operated with ego it was more about me than it was about the art or the job or the or the people it affected and I and I said there there it is there's my failure and I said, this time I'm going to work as hard as I can to, to do the opposite. I wa- operate with as little ego in this as possible, and I'm going to make it about the art. I'm going to make it about uh, I'm going to make it about the fans. I'm going to make it about the service, and I'm going to make it about other artists and community. And that's what I've done. That's what I've worked to do. And that's the time it's actually been successful. So I feel like that that's the takeaway for me. There is that um, take yourself out of the equation as much as you can. Afford to while still, you know, getting yourself and getting your work out there. Ooh.
0: That's that's one thing that I love about this show so much is that it's, it's not just about, you know, featuring the three of us or there's total five we rotate out uh, as interviewers. It's about... The people that we bring in and the people that we talk to and the the mutual boost that we give each other in highlighting people's work and highlighting what people do and and you know we've brought on a lot of like small indie creators and things like that because that's what it's about yeah and
2: hopefully then in turn then you know inspires audience to understand that that because for a long time people sit on the outside of things and they think god what if i you know i wish i could do i wish i could i wish i could but I know i can't you know and and we're told our whole lives I mean, let's face it i mean i had supportive parents but even still you yeah. know, you're told your whole lives you're never gonna make money doing this or or, or know your limitations
3: you right know, that kind of thing. yeah
2: yeah shoot lower right you know why <laughs> why if i got one fucking go around on this chunk of ass rock we call yeah. earth you know, dealing with every everybody's bullshit, well, I might as well fucking go for the gusto, right?
0: Uh, what's on the pipeline? What are you doing? What's coming up? <laughs>
2: uh, we're just getting back into shows. We're just getting back into, because, you know, the the Panini has been uh, lightening up a bit, uh, except for this Delta variant, which, you know, that's kind of going to throw a kibosh in, in it for people who aren't going to yeah, vaccinate. Yeah, it is. Uh, I can imagine you all know about that being in, you know, the state of Florida and mm-hmm. the state. Yeah. That yeah. yeah.
0: We are in the state of people that don't like to get vaccinated.
2: Yeah. One of, so, one, of. one of yes. So it's going to, you know, but, uh, shows are, are coming back on and are, and I've got a full schedule. um, yeah, for the rest of this year and into the, beginning of the start of next year. So that's that's kind of where I'm going to be is just getting back into the groove of of doing the shows again. You know, getting out there with people and yeah, you know, my biggest concern think with that is just hoping that people understand that things have changed. Um, yeah, you know, because um, I have a lot of people. You know, they come to shows specifically to see me or whatever they you know they're excited and they're like you know you want to get a photograph or every time i see them they want to get a hug you know they hug you know whatever and I, i'm accommodating for that normally always but i'm i don't know i'm not feeling so huggy at the moment you know what i mean
0: yeah yeah i was gonna ask how you how you wanted to handle that because i think yeah. that there's a lot of people that have very personal feelings about it
2: and i you know i'm gonna So I'm just hoping that I'm I'm hoping people take it in the right spirit, you know, because they they know me, they've seen me before, they've they you know I'm I'm always very warm with fans and friends and and whatever, but I you know it's it's for at least a while things are going to have to be a little different, you know, and uh, Mm -hmm. um, some people are really great at respecting boundaries, but others uh, others get hurt by people's boundaries, and I hope that's not the case. So we'll we'll see how that goes.
4: Mm
0: -hmm. It'll be interesting to see uh, what. Uh, support the cons offer in that way you know like you would hope that they would be you know kind of backing you up and supporting you but i know some some cons are better than others about doing that kind of stuff
2: yeah and it's going to be i mean it'll be the same for the celebrities i'm sure they're not going to be doing the photo ops the same way and stuff like that and uh you know so hopefully that that will extend to artists and guests and stuff and that people i think people will be generally pretty cool about it i mean Congoers are, I can't really think of. I, I mean, in, in the time I've been doing this, I can think of maybe one or two bad experiences that I've had. And they were so minor that, you know, people are generally pretty awesome at shows.
0: That's cool. That's cool. You, you know, I hear it one way or the other. We hear a lot of times that people have just these wonderful, very positive experiences. And then every once in a while, you'll be like, Do I have a horror story for you? Yeah. You know? <laughs>
2: You get the be, you get the people we get random encounters or people who are like, and then you, you know, hey, a lot of it that people don't are not understanding of is, there's a lot of people that are drawn to fandoms into geek culture that are, um, maybe a little more socially awkward, or there's a lot of people, neurodivergent people, you know, and stuff. And so, um, you get a lot of people you run into with Asperger's and things like that. And so, uh, yeah, some of the vendors, some of the artists, especially new people involved in this, when they get people at their table that are like that or, or awkward or you know they don't know how to have those conversations, then I've heard people clock those those kind of situations as bad experiences. Um, when really it's just kind of um, it's really kind of a learning curve. Like you have to get you you have to get used to people that maybe are not like you, right? Um, or maybe they are. You know, that's the thing. because you know people are, are drawn to this kind of environment um, because it is a safe space um, at least that's how it's built you know uh, so yeah so that that happens quite a bit um, and then you get people who are just like you get what we call booth barnacles <laughs> like, <laughs> they you know they're they are just going to be there and every time somebody comes up they just stand at the side and wait for you to be done with them and then they're right back in it you know and, oh. and sometimes you have time for that and sometimes they're great and sometimes you have people that you're like I
0: can't this
2: anymore with
0: you today <laughs> that's really funny you know i have people that do that in the shop mm-hmm. yeah. and it's very weird and yeah it's like sometimes they're really cool and you want to like you'll keep having a conversation with them for a while and then it's like okay it's I, i'm i'm not a bartender uh right you know <laughs> Yeah, And it is, it's tough because you want to be nice and you want to, you know, be polite and all of those things, but there there's limits and it's like, it's tough, you know, to like, how do you handle that situation? Especially if you have somebody that kind of comes back again and again.
2: Oh yeah. Oh, I get that all the time. I mean, I have people, in fact, I have people in certain cities. If I'm going to a certain city, I'm like, I know they're going to be there. I know when they're going to be at the show. I know how many times per day they're going to be at the table. Like. It just is, and I have. Usually, I will travel. Usually, I bring somebody with me. So, um, most shows I will have a helper at the table who can at least assist customers and ring people up while I'm having those conversations.
3: Yeah, be a buffer. Yeah,
2: yeah. and be, because, and also because there are people who come to the table. You know, listen. They let's say they're into supernatural or Twin Peaks or whatever it is, Walking Dead. And they want to geek out. They want to talk about their favorite scene or their favorite thing or their favorite character. And they want to talk about it, you know, or because they have a connection, let's say, to one of your pieces that you've done. And you want to have those conversations. But at the same time, I don't want to ignore the other 10 people that are standing in line at my booth. Right. At least I've got, you know, the friend there who can ring the orders up while I'm getting it, while I'm having that conversation and, and, you know, giving the attention that these people really, you know, at the end of the day, kind of deserve. You know they they pay it to, they pay money hard earned money to come to a show and I feel like I'm part of that show you know what I mean so yeah. right
3: oh God sure. am I it, it, am, am I a booth barnacle holy shit let me think about this I think I have at least well I mean okay wait, wait 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 does it count if it's if it's the last day of a con and there's literally nobody else in line
2: um no I mean. And you can generally, I mean, if, well, I wouldn't say you can generally tell if like the person is kind of done with you for the moment, but maybe you can, I don't know.
3: Does it count? Does it count? If, if, if Barry Bostwick wants to hang out with you, Oh my God. Barry
2: Bostwick. Oh, that
3: there's a video of Barry Bostwick jumping on the back of, because I, you know, I don't do well with standing for long periods of time anymore. So, uh, Last con, we I I went to. I rented a scooter at the convention, and I'm going around. And Barry Bostwick jumped on the back of my scooter, and I gave him a ride around the con.
0: Oh, yeah, that's just fun, and that's something that he initiated. So that's true. He is
2: he is really self uh, self conscious. about Um, I was he was here in Portland and did a Wizard World show, and um, I was walking. It was during setup. And we were just happened to be walking down the same aisle and he looked over at me and we started, we started talking. We were walking the length of the show floor and he's like, you know, you, you know, I I yeah, I know who you are. And uh, he's like, do you you really think people are going to want to like see me at this show? And I'm like, Oh, come on. Absolutely. I'm like, don't even worry about that. Like, you're you're Brad. And uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, like you'll always, you'll always have that. Like that's, there's always going to be Rocky fans who come out, you know. And, um, but he was, yeah, he was like genuinely, like, he was really self conscious about it. He was wow. kind of nervous about it. Wow. Um, because it was a big con, like, he does like smaller shows, like horror shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, this was a big Comic Con, so he, I like, think, he was a little worried about whether or not he was going to be relevant. Which,
3: Barry Bostwick, we you know. love you, buddy. Don't ever forget doing, don't ever stop doing what you're doing. Right? Exactly, yeah.
2: exactly. But that's, but it's a good lesson for everybody, like, even celebrities, like, even. You know, everybody, everybody feels that way, you know,
0: when it comes down to it, they're human, you know, and they have the same, you know, reservations and doubts and and worries that we do. For
2: sure.
3: Yeah. I mean, what, you know, at that same con, at that same con, because it was the last day. So there wasn't a whole lot of people there, you know, Um, Susan Eisenberg had like a 20 minute conversation with my daughter about her glasses, how much she loved them. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, it was awesome.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, you have those good those experiences. I mean, I had a mm-hmm. I I even had what was probably longer than a 10 minute conversation with Patrick Stewart. Like, oh nice. Uh, you bastard. I mean, you wouldn't think that would be a guy who would have time for people. <laughs> right? Fucking geek point. You know?
0: Right?
2: <laughs> uh, it was just a beautiful like, guts. It was great. Like I kept thinking, because everybody says to him, you know, like, oh, you're my favorite captain, whatever. But I just seen he had done this uh, speech for Amnesty International. Mm-hmm. Uh, talking about violence against women, yeah. um, telling the story about like his own father with his mother and stuff, yep. and, yep. and it, it had just come out. And so I, when I saw him, I, I went on to him. and I said, you know, listen, I just want to, you know, I just saw your Amnesty International video online, and it was so important. And I really appreciated, you know, you doing that and the honesty and everything. I think it means a lot to people. And he was like, oh, you saw that, and blah blah blah, and then, you know, and then we got in a conversation about it. And he's like, oh, you know, when I was, when I was younger than my father, blah, 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 you know, and we're just, ta- we're just talking about it. And I'm sitting there going, oh, my God, I'm having a conversation with Sir Patrick Stewart. Holy shit.
0: How, how amazing
3: <laughs> is that? How amazing yeah, it was that?
0: great. Wow.
3: I, I, I want him to do audiobooks. Like, <laughs> that would be
0: fun. I One of the coolest things through, uh, through the pandemic, especially in the beginning, as people were, like, you know, trying to adjust and, and figuring out, like, what we were doing with our lives and he started doing the daily Shakespeare. Yes. Yeah, the sonnets. Oh my God. Yeah. So freaking cool. And such a simple little thing, but yeah. it, it made my day. It was like, I wanted every day. It was a reason to like, get up and open up the phone and see something other than people are dying.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, it was great
0: that was super super cool and that's the kind of stuff i think that hits me more with celebrities than anything else is when they do those little those little human things
3: yeah yeah it it's it it really just it it makes them go wow okay so they are just regular people you know maybe you shouldn't you know you you celebrate who they are and what they've contributed to you know to the zeitgeist you know but you don't necessarily you don't necessarily have to put them on a, up on a pedestal because they no. are just regular human pe- human beings. You know these these people.
2: No, because the people that you know? you know, like I. So there's the fan interactions and stuff, but then there's I, I recently in January I quit smoking, but I used to smoke quite a bit, and so I was always out on the loading docks at shows. I'm so glad you stopped. By the way, I uh, thank you. I'm glad I did too. <laughs>
0: Congratulations! I'll thank give you. you a geek point for that. All right. <laughs>
2: And, uh, but I used to, you know, see celebrities out there, you know, all the time and, and talk to people like one of the guys I would see on a regular basis is Jay Muse.
0: Oh, jeez, uh, Yeah.
2: So Jay and I always make jokes about like, I was a smoking buddy because like every show we were always out on the loading dock smoking cigarettes together. And, but you know, these people like, you know, we do kind of treat them, you know, like they, like they live on this different planet another. but then, you know what? when I get in these situations, these social situations with them, just that are not fan interactions, you know, like Norman Reedus or whatever. And you just have a normal guy having a normal conversation. And it's the nicest thing because it's like, it makes you, feel I I don't know. It just makes you feel like maybe your life isn't as, uh, you know uh, not as interesting you know what i mean like they they have they're going through the yeah. same shit you're going through it's just yeah it's it's nice to have it's, those moments it's one of those they're
3: they but for the grace of god kind of thing yeah you yeah know? it's yeah. just
2: nice to have that you know when you see them and then like you know in the wild kind of and you're like in a situation of just where you're both like in relaxing and taking a break <laughs> yeah. yeah like when you're both just like you know like will we or you're just in the back you know like just hanging out going man crowds today yeah i know can you you uh-huh. know can you believe it kind of thing you know um yep yeah. Those
0: have those have always been some of the coolest, you know, celebrity interactions. You know, things that have, I've had few, but the ones that I have had sometimes are, you know, either by accident or, you know, are in, in small situations where you get to see that. I ended up friends with like, I don't even remember their names anymore, but like half the Miami Dolphins, because one of them, <laughs> them I, was, I was managing a GNC And, uh, one of them came in looking for something and I'm not a sports ball person. Mm -hmm. So I had, I had no idea who the hell this giant black man in my store was. He was just cute and kind of flirting and was asking me questions that I knew the answers to. That was it, you know, (laughs) (laughs) we're just, you know, he's, he asked about, and I, I've got a decent bit of knowledge on natural medicine. So we were having a good conversation and, you know, he picked out some stuff, and we got to the register, and he he was looking at me funny, and like I said, he was being a little flirtatious, so I thought that was just it, as he was just flirting. And then he finally just looked at me and went, you have no idea who I am, do you? And I'm like, um, I'm sorry? <laughs> I, 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 I don't know? <laughs> and uh, it was, um, oh, I can't remember his first name, but it was Wilson. Uh, from the Miami Dolphins, and I was like, oh, that's cool. Okay, your total is this, and he's like, and you don't (laughs) care, do you? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I'm I'm sorry. Uh, I'm not, you know, I think it's, I think, you know, that's great that you do that, and more power (laughs) to (laughs) you. But the funny thing was, is that because I wasn't like, treating him like a god
4: right yeah
0: then then he goes back to all you know the rest of the team and is like hey there's this gnc where the manager knows her stuff and she's not a nutball and you know whatever and not a crazy fan and i ended up with a lot of them that would come in uh from time to time you yeah. know for staff and when they had questions and whatnot because we were right by the training camp yeah you know yeah. so it was just like
2: oh you must just- have been right near me because i lived across from the training camp
0: yeah, yeah, the the GNC at Carriage Hills Plaza on Sterling and uh, um, David Road. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I lived in Rolling Hills. Okay. Uh, in between Pine Island and University on 30th. Yep. Uh, right across from the golf course.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah, you were super close.
2: Yeah. Which, yeah.
1: which now all belongs to Nova Southeastern.
0: Yep.
2: It's crazy. And that's where I went to um, school for a time. Was at uh, University School of Nova Southeastern University. Ah. I went to American Heritage before that, and then I graduated from South Plantation High School.
1: Wow. Hey, you went to
2: American Heritage. What's that? <laughs> I said hey, you
3: went to American Heritage.
2: I did. I did.
1: I, was, I, I I thought you were going to say you you know went mm-hmm. to a you know some sort of dance at the Rolling Hills Country Club because that's where my freshman year homecoming dance was at.
2: Aww. oh <laughs> no, that, you know just a in fact if you watch caddyshack you can see a, right. uh, them building my house yeah uh, that oh, i grew yeah. up in uh in caddyshack that's crazy oh, that's crazy Love it. we are Love all it.
0: from like around the same area Yep. and none of us bumped into each other until we were adults crazy no i mean i
3: knew i well none of y'all did i knew him, but whatever. well you
0: knew him but yeah that's South Florida is, is equally a small town and gigantic all at the same oh time. Oh
2: my God. Yeah.
0: I, I will say I've never, never before. said I
2: left though. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true.
0: Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, it's, it's getting on in yeah. time. Joe, do you want to push into geek music. news?
1: Yeah. Let's uh, let's shift over and do some geek news.
0: I think I Andy should go first. Cool I got a lot of cool stuff guys. Cool. Cool. Cause you haven't been with us in a bit
3: word <laughs> so first of all uh you know how you know how i i totally dig audiobooks and i push those really hard right guys yeah. so um uh, did you guys maybe perchance get to hear andy Serkis reading the hobbit over the pandemic no. over the course of the well, I pandemic have
0: not yet
1: it's Why on way? my list i it, think i heard i've heard a clip from it
3: it's on like i said it's on audible now okay so first of all he did he did it he did a live reading on YouTube. Okay, oh, shit. and they yeah originally, and they took the the reading because it was just so perfect, and they just applied it to the to to Audible. So so now there you can get that. Uh, but also, Andy Serkis is also doing uh, the rest of the Lord of the Rings books. Yay for Audible! So you can eventually. Uh, I'm 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 assuming pretty soon you'll be able to get. Uh, uh you know, plenty of that, that sweet, sweet, like smooth as velvet voice that he does. Uh talking about the, the rest of the book, the, the rest of the books. So Very cool. Yeah, yeah. I totally dig Andy Circus. Not just because we have the same name.
0: He's he is he is another like just multi talented, ridiculous does so oh. many different things guy.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, um I I, I think that a lot of time he gets a lot of, them, in my opinion, he gets, he gets played short, you know, just because, uh, I mean, God, the man, he's a director, he's a writer, he's an actor. Uh, mm-hmm. he, does, he does amazing uh, uh, physical acting, you know, as well as, as, you know, voice work. and just. I mean, he's just, he's, he, he's like a triple threat. I'm sure the guy can dance and sing, too. Who, God, who knows?
0: Well, of course.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now I want the Andy Circus, Hugh Jackman song and dance extravaganza tour
0: okay <laughs> let's make that happen somebody do, is listening get on it
3: do do we get to throw in um uh what's his face ryan reynolds for good measure i mean hell yeah you know, ryan, reynolds,
0: ryan reynolds has to MC
1: it every every night
3: <laughs> right
1: do like 30 minutes I mean, of do 30 do, do a solid 30 minutes of of you know comedy slash crowd work
3: I mean, is, is Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds their little rivalry? Is not that the coolest thing ever? It
1: is. Isn't, they're it so is.
0: cute. They it are is. so adorable.
3: It is. I ship them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you would have called it shipping. I think it's it's a it's a thing.
3: Uh, it yeah. might be. Yeah. It might be. Um, so a while back, are you guys are you guys gargoyles fans? Yeah. Like, uh, you, you
0: you you know my collection of Gargoyles figures.
3: Well, see, I got to ask because you guys told me, don't
2: assume.
0: <laughs> what about you, Brian? Um, Are you a Gargoyles fan?
2: No. No, not at not all. At all. Not, I've, never, I've never seen it. You've never seen Disney's Gargoyles? No, I know. Isn't that weird? Dude, we you're fix missing that. out. You're missing out. You I know. Totally. I, it's one of those it, things. It I just, I missed it. I, Disney I, I, Plus. I'll give, you, I'll give you my Disney Plus login. Okay? I have it. I have Disney Plus. Are you kidding okay, me? Well, Go well, to then, Disney
0: Plus.
3: And you have no fucking excuse.
0: <laughs>
3: okay. oh you know, it's, it's, man you always use the right? I do you're spicy mm-hmm. I am that spicy that gummy
0: bears well, why is it spicy. spicy
3: anyway um <laughs> so alright so there's a there's a toy company called called uh, NECA I think N-E-N-E-C-A, N-E-C-A NECA mm, or NECA yeah. I don't know how to pronounce NECA, it NECA right. NECA they um they did uh they're they're slowly slowly releasing a line of gargoyles action figures um and all their stuff is always super, super articulated, super uh, – it's just like the detail is ridiculous. So uh, the, the line launched with, uh, with uh, uh, the main character, Goliath, right, voiced by Keith David on the series, okay? And, um, and they're, they're also going to be releasing – I just saw this yesterday – that they're going to be releasing figures of the characters of Demona and Thalog thalog for those of you who don't know thalog is the evil reverse version of goliath as a matter of fact if you spell thalog backwards it spells goliath it's right. uh, it's goliath um vo- also voiced by keith david um, but uh, i mean I- i'm looking at the the uh uh the details of this figure it's ridiculous i mean it, it, she's she comes with like like a laser rifle there's a separate head for her uh, I, I assume I'm looking at I think it's the one with the uh, uh, like one with like her regular eyes and then eyes that are glowing because the gargoyles when they get angry their eyes glow um, and she also comes I, with what
0: I think I did a piece on this when they first very first announced they were doing it yeah okay.
1: you covered you covered when they when they rolled out Goliath because he had like multiple hands and stuff too yeah yes. yeah he did.
3: I remember that uh-huh. And uh, well, this one, she also comes with a copy of the, uh, the, the Kana the, Sutra. Like, n- no, no. Oh, be- don't get me started. Oh, okay. We gotta, we gotta stop for a minute. No, just- <laughs> <laughs> oh, <my laughs> uh, she, also, she also comes with, with a, uh, an open copy of the Grimorum Arcanorum, the, the, the fabled spell book that changed them all into stone permanently, uh, for, for the, at uh, the beginning of the series. Um. And then the eventually the spell was broken. So, but uh, but yeah, that is, gosh, I don't I don't remember when it's coming out. Um, but uh, uh, nah, Nope, I don't have it. Brain fart. So, but it should be pretty soon. I would expect to see something something about this probably around around the time of Comic Con, you know, uh, or, or or any of the the new shows coming up that way, you know. Um, did we? cover my next I'm trying to go through these pretty quickly guys. Did we cover um D D's newest uh uh scraps from from the from the new from the new book coming out? Strict Strixhaven?
1: Uh I discussed uh a while back both Strixhaven and uh, the the Witch Light, although with the new stuff that uh, got announced this weekend at D D Live. Right, uh, we you know that that would be new stuff. So uh, okay, yeah. So yeah.
3: well, I mean, did did they cover? Did you cover that? You know, they're actually getting rid of some of the some of the playtest
1: stuff. No, because that that didn't come out until today.
3: Right, it didn't come out until today. So I don't know if you wanted to cover it, but you know, because you usually cover D and D stuff. But if you no. want me to, I can do it. You can do it.
1: I got I okay. got my other stuff.
3: Okay, you got your other stuff. So I was super happy. Like. I, I'm I'm into the, the the far out stuff when it comes to D and D play test stuff, right? Um, because you know it's it's really fun. It's just I mean it's way way off the norm usually, and you just go wow, this is really going to either break the game or you know it's just going to enhance it. And um, one of the one of the things they did, uh, and this was they 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 launched these guys they launched these rules months ago, uh, was that uh they were it was a lot of like uh um i guess I, i'm trying to figure out how, how to they're like anthrop- anthropomorphic uh uh races of uh, like uh, like owl folk they launched uh, a bunch of different like bird folk or rabbit folk owl folk blah, yeah. blah blah. i thought the owl folk are way way cool you know what i mean mm-hmm. um but it looks like they're actually starting to get rid of that. They don't. They and actually, kind of with good reason. <laughs> no, they're
1: keeping. They're keeping the owl in. Are they keeping uh, the owl in? Yeah. What they What they scrapped was the six or seven wizard subclasses.
3: Yes, yes, they did. Okay. Um, I particularly think I don't know about how how you feel, Joe, but I thought it was a little redundant to have that anyway. I, I, I thought I, it was a little unnecessary.
1: Yeah, it, it it if I mean Strixhaven is basically Magic the Gatherings version of Hogwarts the college years.
3: Yes, yeah,
1: um, and yeah, it did feel it did feel because like, I remember I looked through when they dropped the the Unearthed Arcana for that stuff, and it was like, mm-hmm. okay, I mean, wizards are, are already have I think the most subclasses out of any of the classes,
3: right? And... Because you've got one for each school you know yeah one can, for
1: each school and then you got the sort, uh, the the blade singer and the war mage and mm-hmm. and yeah it's 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 a little it's a little and then the and list, then if and then if you the got uh, yeah if you got wild mount book then you, you can throw you know dunamancy and chronomancy in there and you know
3: dunamancy and chronomancy are pretty badass though they are. i mean not they're they're are. Not,
1: but i'm just saying wizards <laughs> wizards they got you
3: yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, they got you covered. It's it, so. I mean, I, I think I remember now that now that we're talking about it, I remember going over the, the unearthed Arcana when it when it released for those, and I literally just skimmed it because I was like, okay, that's just all right. Okay, all right. I don't see how I don't see how this is relevant to me, but
1: and not only not only relevant, but you and I are you know we're more homebrewer- in setting than we are well, I'm gonna strictly play this in Strixhaven or I'm gonna strictly play this in Ravnica or I'm gonna strictly yeah. play this in um and those subclasses were so locked into that setting that I don't know mm-hmm. I don't know how you would have how you would have played it outside of it. It would have mm-hmm. like you're you you at that point you're really filing off all the serial numbers and and <laughs> stuff to make it you know <laughs>
3: I like that. <laughs> um, I, I yeah. I, I I agree. So yeah. So there's there's going to be some stuff leaving from uh, from when Strixhaven Saving comes out. Most of that stuff's going to be gone.
1: There's, um, they're they're saying they're going to replace it though. They had some contingency plans, so they're talking about putting in um, more feats.
3: Oh okay. Um, sort so you, of. See, you should have covered this because I know you know more about it than I do. You know, I just um, thought it was
1: cool sort of like some of the feats they did in Eberron, where they're okay. kind of tied to the dragon marks.
3: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So you, they're going to have um, feats that are tied to whichever college you, your character belongs to. Mm-hmm. But it's, I think, has a, enough genericness to it that you could pick it up and throw it at your players and say, hey, yeah. this is this is for you to now use to fuck up my story. I mean... <laughs> to, to, to create more dynamic characters fuck <laughs> my story I yeah
3: mean, <laughs> <laughs> how long since you played D D, brian um a year and a half year and a half okay what'd you play in the last game
2: uh well i we're in the, I'm, there's one campaign that uh we've been playing for about four years okay uh, i'm an evil barbarian
3: you're an evil barbarian yeah
2: nice. uh i turned my whole party evil Nice. Uh, yes. That's yeah. hard to
3: do, bro. That's hard to. That's hard to pull off.
2: It's. Uh, it was something. Uh, yeah, he's so bad. We had a. We had a situation where we go into like this Elven village type deal, and they've been decimated by these dragonkin, and you're supposed to like find out information from them and and help them so it doesn't happen again, kind of BS. And I could tell that the the leader of these jackasses was not giving me the information that i required he was holding shit back and so uh, i turned to one of my colleagues and i said bring me the children <laughs> he's like excuse me and i'm like bring me the children yeah and then i executed children in front of him until he gave me what i wanted to know yeah he's wow. he's not a nice guy wow. he's not uh, a nice okay. guy yeah. you went you went way full evil didn't you oh i've killed three party members uh, in fact i i wear <laughs> parts of their bodies on me um, you have got to be kidding me no we had a paladin at, uh, in the beginning and uh, i chased him down and we needed blood to activate this fountain thing and i uh convinced one of my other party members to help hold him down and i i put his head over the edge of the fountain thing lifted it up slid his throat and he bled out into the thing and then i cut off his head and wow yeah, yeah. Wow. maybe and we're the DM,
3: part the of it wasn't like wasn't like dude that's a little extreme
2: oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> yes for sure but uh you know it is what it is, it is, what it is. <laughs> yeah it just you know i when i when i play D, we don't i'm not a i'm not a numbers guy so i everything i do is very heavy role play and yeah. so yeah. yeah i just i just role played it and uh over the course of the four years like yeah i went from that to you know a regular campaign starting out it was um the, the dragon queen the horde of the dragon queen books yeah and then i made that i made those go completely off rails so <laughs> <laughs> completely changed that up yeah. nice and then i dm too i dm for a a group of an all all female group of artists it's oh. a lot of fun too cool uh, it's all homebrew
0: yeah, that sounds like fun yeah because yeah. i do i he's do all the MP, I do NPCs. Yeah. it's
2: fun doing the NPCs. i do you know like i do a lot of like impersonations i've this. uh i have a character uh wandering christoph and he's uh he does he goes on the trade roads he's like you know the guy the tinker has all the you know the trader has all the random goods and uh so he's been wandering christoph is based christopher walken you know wandering <laughs> christoph. Uh- you know, it's nice. like it's nice to run into you again. Thanks for coming. I have a lots of good things for you. You know, kind of thing. does, <laughs> you know. And then there's Godwin Ramshead, who runs the pub. You know, the the local chef who runs the pub. And it's like, no cold risotto, you donkeys. You know, you know. You know, Kelly told us about him. Mm-hmm. Really? <laughs> yeah. Kelly uh, yeah,
3: so. told us about him. I was like, oh my god, I got to get him to do it. That's awesome.
2: Yeah, so we, you know, <laughs> I have I have fun with the NPCs. Sweet, but uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah, D and D, I do play it. Nice, nice.
3: I, I remember our old game;
2: that was really fun.
3: Uh, so so yeah, so that's what's going on in D and D world. Like, yeah, wait, so well, guys,
1: well, guys, we... Did you did you also hear? Uh, who is going to be showing up in the wild beyond the witchlight uh, adventure path?
3: Please do tell.
1: Uh, well us being children of the eighties, we may have had some action figures for our D character uh, for for D characters. Uh the the book will include War Duke, Strongheart, oh, and Kellogg.
3: Oh, oh, I want y'all God. The War Duke was one of the coolest, coolest right? like villains ever. And the fact that they made a figure out of him, I didn't I didn't get into DD like that when, you know, when I was that young. But you know later on you know it was like oh the war duke is a badass and then i saw the 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 old figures of him looking him up and mm-hmm. stuff and i was like oh it was so cool i have wanted them i have wanted wizards of the coast to to give us updated specs or stats on the war duke for the for so long I, yeah I had, I
1: had that figure uh the last time they didn't update they did a stat block for war duke was Three point five or third edition. Um, Spoiler, spoiler to Kayla, but uh, the fourth edition campaign we ran—the being that was gathering forces outside the empire—was going to be my version of (laughs) Warduke. Okay. That you guys never, never went to investigate.
3: No, (laughs) that's always the way. Yeah, don't you don't? don't, Doesn't that piss you off now? Like you're like, oh, I should have gone back.
1: I I mean, to be fair, there was the night of a thousand hooks where (laughs) I just like laid out like here, here are six different paths you can try. You you can go look through and uh, they, they picked the one they went and, and it was a good campaign went for almost four years. So,
4: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: but yeah, so So. I, when I, when I heard that I was the, the, the 10 year old me squealed with, with happiness at the
3: thought mm. of
1: Warduke being... Yeah,
3: yeah. Well, I, see, see, for me, it'll be when they, when they incorporate uh, the the cartoon into, <laughs> into D&D, <laughs> into the game.
1: Yeah. Well,
3: you know, for, for me, when, when I can... When I have stat blocks for that stupid little cavalier and I can crush him over and over and over again, then I'll be happy.
1: Oh they're going to you know they're going to make him OP so yeah. You know.
3: They yeah, they will. They'll make him OP. So uh, <laughs> moving along. <laughs> um so I got a question I got a question for for Joe and and for anybody else that wants to to chime in on this. Um as far as you know the MCU goes. What do you think? Is Steve is Steve Rogers on the moon?
1: Is Steve Rogers on the moon?
3: Is Cap on the moon?
1: I don't think Cap is on the moon.
2: Uh, I have a great uh, thought on that. Sure, you tell fuck cap,
3: oh, see now you gotta back it up.
2: I hate Captain America,
3: why do you hate Captain America? He's an idiot,
2: uh, I don't know, I just i <laughs> the movies, the movie like okay i'm i'm I was in it for the first like fifteen minutes of the first Captain America movie, and I was like, oh, this is gonna be really good, and then it just it was like they dropped the they dropped the ball, and it just was lackluster and I just uh, that Chris Evans I don't care for him and I just mm, it was okay. bad and I just I tell, yeah I know I'm horrible I have never liked Captain no, no, no. America to begin with
3: No 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 cap cap doesn't sit well with a lot of people you know and I understand why uh and this is this has always been my theory is that because Steve Rogers Captain America should not have been a Marvel character ever um because he was from a completely different era and I mean that for real Because, like, because everything else in the with the exception of Captain America, everything else in the MCU or in in Marvel, for that matter, uh, almost with the exception of three characters, all of them were products of the Golden Age of comics and not Silver Age, which which is where Marvel, the real Marvel comics, started. You know what I mean? So you've got, you know, the characters you've got, you've got the Fantastic Four and you've got Spider-Man and you've got, you know, the Hulk and all these other, all these other, these other characters that really, really resonate with the youth of America because they were versions of, you know, they were reflections of what was going on in that, in that climate, you know, politically and environmentally and everything else so so they all have that same sort of like 1960s uh radical flavor to them whereas captain america uh the original human torch submariner you know bucky you know these these guys all came from that that era of the 40s in the golden age when it was like uh when they were um uh, pro-establishment and you know uh win one you know win one for for america kind of I, kind of feel I, to them and, I, and that goes along with let me just i'm sorry real quick, and I'll let you go uh uh and that goes along that goes right along with characters like in d c characters like like superman batman, Wonder Woman that's why all of those characters that's why d c is always like kicked around because they're like d c is like you know uh, dc's lame because they don't get it and they, you know they're just they just seem lame and you know and it's. And that's how Steve feels to that to to that generation. In my opinion, that's how it goes along. But I could be wrong.
1: I mean, there. The thing is, is and we all. I think part of the problem is, is that we forget when Cap comes out in 1941, the United States is not really not really into the war. At the uh, you know, his first com- his first comic comes out before um, before the the bombing of Pearl Harbor. So right. him punching. Hitler, Hitler on the cover of the first uh, first issue was was like thumbing their nose at the American establishment of we're going to remain neutral, you know we're only going to do the lend-lease program we're not actually going to get involved and it was right. you know uh, you know it, it was that timely uh, yeah. you know basically say no we we need to you know we need to get involved yep. um, I think the problem isn't i mean I think cap. I think you're right in that when you think about the golden age golden age heroes and a lot of golden age heroes kind of fall into this this problem of they were written very goody two-shoes very
3: Mm -hmm. very black and uh, white
1: yeah um but then part of the problem is is that that's that becomes it's more about the perception and not the actual reality of it i mean you know everyone's oh batman doesn't kill he has a code of honor it's like no batman used to drop motherfuckers off the sides of buildings batman used to Pull a gun on a motherfucker. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you know, Super-
3: Batman snapped a dude's neck in the first panel of his comic. Yeah, yeah you know,
1: <laughs> stupid Superman used to drop folks off sides of buildings without any worry about you know what an eight story fall does to a human body. Right, uh, right. You know, it's it's we've the the I don't want to say mythology of it, but you know, the perception have always been, oh, Superman and and you know, Batman and whatever. It's like yeah but no i mean it comes down to you you need to read the comics i mean how many times has captain america like you know turned his you know looked at what america was doing it's like ah you know what i'm gonna take off the 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 helmet with the ears uh, with the wings and the a and Mm -hmm. go be nomad or go be whatever you know i'm gonna Uh, i'm gonna be the force against registration
3: yeah, no, no, you're no, you're right. I, I think that, and I think that's that was the the only logical direction they could have gone with him because I oh, mean, yeah. there's there's only so long you can do the whole man out of, you know, out of time oh story. God.
1: Yeah, no, that that is
3: there's only I mean, so I'm, much you can do with that.
1: I, and, and and Brian, I I was the same way. Like growing up as a kid, Captain America was. Oof, I was not a I was not a fan until I actually started like reading into the comics, and then it was like. Oh, he's not. The same thing with Superman. Sorry, Andy. Superman was not one of my favorites until That's okay. Uh, oh, I, I, hate started. I, <laughs> I hate
3: Superman. I'm yeah.
1: <laughs> it's really sorry. My my favorite my favorite though are the Superman and Batman uh series they did back, I guess it was the nineties, maybe early two thousands.
3: Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, the the world's finest stuff. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like like that stuff. Like you you know, and, and then reading some more. like reading some Superman where it's like my favorite still is like he's Mongol comes to like, hey, you need you need to be ready to fight because side's coming. Yeah. And then and then he's like realizes like you you never hit anybody of like full strength. And Superman's like, I can't.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. And 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 uh and that was yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean and, and I can I get it because DC, you know, a lot of DC characters are written, they were created flawless. You know, like to not have human flaws, and and you know, with the exception of Batman, and that's why Batman is so popular because he is a flawed human being. You know, uh, and and oh boy, oh boy, is he right? So, but you know, there's you know that, that and that's why you know Spider-Man is like Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. He's he's got real problems. You know, the X-Men, all they're they're just people with you know they didn't ask to be born that way. You know, so. They've got, you know, and, and, and that resonates with a lot of people, you know, but, and I understand, and I understand that, like, I understand, like, like, how do you get, how do you make Wonder Woman, who is the perfect form of, you know, of feminine power, you know, and, and, and just this perfect person, because she was sculpted that way, because she was created by the gods to be flawless, how do you make that relevant? You know, and that's hard to do. That's it's yeah. it's it's a really difficult job, and you understand why they they did the things that they did to Wonder Woman in the '60s and '70s, where they took away her powers and made her like pro femme and then everybody mm-hmm. got pissed off because they took away her powers and made her pro femme You know, like all the women were like, "You you you ruined the character." You know, yeah. and they were you know, so it's 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 a difficult job making these characters. You know, it's like being a creator. Uh, a comic creator nowadays taking especially a DC I mean you guys got DC you guys got one of the hardest jobs right now in comics is is taking these 75 80 year old characters and keeping them relevant that's the hard part and I and and I do not envy your jobs at this point
1: so circling back cap is on the moon
3: so so there's a fan theory <laughs> circling back so there's a fan theory that uh You know, since we're doing, since since we are we are going to be seeing seeing a lot more of the multiverse. Since we are going to be seeing a lot more of, we've already done, we've already seen a lot of the the more the the, the, the kooky stuff in the Marvel universe that we never ever ever thought would make it into the MCU. You know, we thought no way, there's no way they're going to put they're going to put a fucking talking raccoon on screen you know what i mean and they did it they're yeah. like here you go motherfuckers you know it's <laughs> like dish it out and and well i mean they didn't d- have the x men so you had to have some you had to
1: go you with did. your second short furry thing i mean if you can't yeah. do Wolverine you got to rocket hey they could
3: have they could have gone with puck you know i mean
1: no they couldn't cuz alpha flight was part of the uh the x men yeah they're mutant sorry they? yeah no yeah. that that's yeah, no, they couldn't. They could not have given you puck. You 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 had to go with your the, the Marvel's third furriest creature, Rocket,
3: and and that's a bold move, right? That's a seriously bold move, and it paid off. And they went, "Holy shit, they want the crazy stuff," you know. So yeah. so let's give them more of the crazy stuff. So that's why we're getting like these these really really amazing things mm-hmm. uh, uh, that are on screen. And there's a fan theory. And it's not out of the realm of possibility, seeing as how, you know, there's the fucking multiverse is now open that uh, we will get to see um, not, only, not only Steve Rogers on the moon, because there was a, a point in the comics where Steve Rogers lived on the moon, <laughs> but he lived on the moon because he was also Cap Wolf. And, and there, there's the fan theory is Cap Wolf is going to be seen in the, multi, in the multiverse. And I don't, I don't see that. It, I don't see that it, that it can't happen. If they can put frog <laughs> in there, then why can't they do the rest? You're not. Yeah, I got nothing.
1: It's not entirely, but I just, I can't see them going that route. I, you I, don't. Other, you don't think other so? Other than, other than, I really can't. Other than maybe like some point during uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, you know, maybe you get the the, the brief cameo. But it might be, you know, as he's traveling through all the Marvel, uni- all the Marvel, uh, you know, universes or whatever. We got, we clear. got Howard
3: the Duck. We got Howard the Duck.
1: Yeah, but they're out in space.
3: Yeah, so technically, yeah, cap- so is the moon.
1: Right, right, right. But here's the thing: we have a cap for this. for For, for we'll we'll call it six one six, even though okay. we don't know six one six. We have a cap. Present day, he's not a werewolf. He's a hundred and something year old man who. Gave away his shield and, yeah. you know, uh, assumedly is now living in the villages. Uh, and, you know, <laughs> you know what he's
3: doing in the villages. That's all I'm saying. We do. We do. So, we do. Well, I mean, uh, what what kind of brings me to that is that, like, and, and it made me come back to this is because I did. I read yet another story today uh, that um uh, the, did you read the thing about Kevin Smith, what he was told? Mm-mm. No, Kevin Smith. I'll read the headline right now. Kevin Smith was told by Marvel Studios that they have plans to use Werewolf by Night, and and what they and and what it's what they're saying is they want to use Werewolf by Night in um a, as part of the uh, the Moon Knight series. Now, if you don't know, for those of you who don't know about Moon Knight, Moon Knight's a badass. Uh, I'm not going to get into what he does, and just just suffice to say he's probably like he's he's marvel's version of batman and without but with a lot more schizophrenia and um one of his one of his regular villains is this character called werewolf by night and uh you know he's dude's a werewolf you know i mean it's it's kind of cut and dry about that but um uh at one point werewolf by night uh uh does infect captain america captain america becomes cap wolf yeah. <laughs> i don't i don't know how i mean i didn't read all that uh i do remember reading somewhat about it um uh it was a little bit like in between my my reading moments in in life but um but yeah he becomes cap wolf of course captain America's also been a, a gorilla too there's like ape cap or, or cap ape or something like that but um uh Supposedly, the whole the whole deal was that Captain America was living on the moon uh, to help because he was infected by this werewolfism. Uh, and I, like I said, I could be wrong. If you guys, if if, if, if people out there, if I'm wrong, please tell me I'm wrong. But um, but that's what I remember reading about it. But I, I just I think it's a I think it's a really cool concept <laughs> that somewhere out there there's a version of Cap living on the moon because he's a werewolf.
1: I mean, I, I, like I said, I, I, it's an, like, I can see them, you know, you get, you get Throg, but you can also, you know, I could see them, you know, flashing, you know, you know, as, I don't know, whatever Captain, you know, whatever Dr. Strange is going to be doing in his movie with Wanda, Uh, you know, yeah. at some point, maybe, possibly yeah. one of those Easter eggs for, you know, the, the, the deep fans,
3: but I mean, yeah. these are some deep dives we're getting into with Marvel, with, with, that Marvel is getting into with like C and D level, D-list D characters.
1: Well, I mean, the MCU did start off with Iron Man, which at the time was like...
3: Was like a C-list character. Yeah. You know, almost. He was almost C-list, you know? So, I mean, they, they take big gambles and I like that. I well, think I that's mean, great.
1: I mean, part of it also was, as we were saying, is they, only had, they had such a, a limited access to their properties because of how they had licensed it out over the years
3: right right so it was like okay who do we have left
1: yeah we got cap we got four we got iron man Uh, would you also like ant-man
3: who nobody was reading any of these books by the way at the time that all that was licensed because literally anything that didn't if it didn't have wolverine or an x on the cover nobody was buying it or (laughs) or a spider and that's and that's just you know that's that's just how it was. That's why you see like the first things that came out were X Men and Spider Man, hmm. you know. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know, Brian.
2: You got an opinion or no? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't deep. I don't deep dive that hard into it. Um, the MCU, the movies. There were a couple that I liked. For the most part, uh, man. Okay. Um, but it's I've right. I've been digging the like I really dug Loki the series yeah um I really dig um I'm really digging One Division. I've got like one or two episodes left ah yeah no, um, Division's great and so I'm I like the fact that these smaller properties are getting handled I think by smaller directors which I think is better yeah I, I agree you know, like the big, like the mm-hmm. age of ultra and like the, the Thana Thanos one. Like I just end game. Like I thought I didn't care for it. Like the only ones I really, really? dug, like, I really, really dug. Okay. I dug the first Iron Man. I dug the shit out of that. Of course. Um, Thor Ragnarok was cute. Cause of Taika Waititi. Cause he's Taika. just like fucking white And then <laughs> for me, you had uh captain Marvel who fucking love captain Marvel. And mm-hmm. I loved black Panther. Yeah. Okay. Those are my faves. The rest of them, okay. I could have like done without. Like I've uh, the Winter Soldier and eh, uh, you know and and uh, uh, what's his fuck after that? Uh, Thor. Like oh, the so, Thor movies, oh, I thought were oh. yeah, mm. Dark World's one of those
1: where it's like I need to go back and watch it to realize why I
3: don't like to, it.
1: Why, yeah. I, I don't tell you what you don't like it. I just there's just this blank spot in my head.
3: It is it's a like, blank
1: spot know,
2: in your head. Like I know I've seen it yeah uh, they weren't I, they weren't bad i just to me they were they felt lackluster like they just didn't like thor they, the
3: dark world thor the dark world is the movie that explains why thor isn't in any of the rest of the movies yeah. for a while that's mm-hmm. that's it that's literally why it's there
1: um one i wanted to go back to like the disney plus series uh that they put out like it goes to what uh, Kevin Smith said a while back in one of I think it was going to be Hollywood Babylon, where he was talking about you know if he was going to pitch a superhero property, he was like, I wouldn't pitch a movie. I right. can't, you know, I don't, I don't want to try to tell this story in an hour and a half, two hours,
3: right, right, because you can't give right. me
1: six, eight, ten, one hour, mo- you know, so you basically put together a six-hour, eight-hour, ten-hour movie where you can develop shit you can you know you don't have to rush to show the guy in the suit you can you know let it build and i i yep
2: and yep. it's not all about the effects like that's yeah. what gets yeah. me is like there was so much uh, more story that could have been told but there was so much time going look how great our effects are and i'm like okay yeah cool effects neat i get it <laughs> you know like when i watch when i watch loki uh, yeah there's some great effects but Those are not the star of the show, no, you know, and not even Hiddleston in the in the first couple episodes of the star of the show. I mean, Owen Wilson was great. I'm not even an Owen Wilson fan, and uh, (laughs) then you know, wow, (laughs) oh wow, you know, I really liked him. He was really good, and um, (laughs) and and Sylvie, like I love, dude, badass, and the alligator. I mean, you know, come on, oh come on, he stole that show. I know, and Richard E. Grant, like it just Richard Grant. Like richard so much other grant, shit. you see richard grant
3: chewed every bit of scenery he was in oh it and was beautiful
2: was, it was, it was. Yeah. <laughs> that's what he was supposed to do man he's classic you know like he's old yeah it's yeah so
0: totally.
2: i just I, I see like there's a lot more care you know because it's yeah. well it's like what fucking uh uh john fucking what the oh god diggity fucking favreau. favreau did with mando yeah. right yeah there's more love there and they can spread it around and they really let it breathe and build it out. Like if all of the MCU had been that like the, the series I'd have been, Oh, so down with it. But the big blockbuster treatment, the weed esque treatment on a lot of yeah. it was just a little too much for me to like, it. yeah, it was sleep- it. so sleepy. It made me tired okay. watching it. Um.
1: So let's, Let's let's shift over Andy, you got any more geek news?
2: No, no. I see
3: no. No, I've taken up I've wasted too much time.
1: You have wasted time. <laughs>
3: Just I I yield I yield my time. I yield uh... <laughs> the rest of my time, Senator.
1: KK, do you want to go?
0: Yeah, I got a couple of little things. As usual, I am woefully unprepared. Uh, ba 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 da what have I got? What have I got? Um, let's see Fun shit. Dr. Sasquatch has a Star Wars series.
3: <laughs> yes.
0: That uh, just amuses me to no end. And, gotta uh, to Dr. Squatch. <laughs> Dr. Squatch is the shit. I'm actually like, I really love the company, and, you know, Joe's probably going to get them in his stocking this year for Christmas, <laughs> but as well as my son. Oh,
1: um, oh these, these are the annoying people on TikTok with the the. the, yeah. the- Your wife's gonna love you know you more if you wear our our soap. Okay,
2: but then they're also didn't they also go retail too, right? I just got an ad that they were going to be at my local Fred Meyer, which is a Kroger company. Nice.
0: I think they are. I think they are heading into retail stores a bit. Um, their commercials are absolutely hysterical. Like they 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 watch like little parody shows, like something out of SNL. It's really funny. Um, and they have a Star Wars line now. Uh, that's just, I don't know. That makes me happy. Mm. Uh,
3: I don't know. I'm I, I, a Duke Cannon guy, but you know, that's, I,
0: I, I did
1: that's pull just it up. Me. And yeah, I, I, I see there. Yep. That is cool.
0: So yeah, go, uh, you know, as, as a woman, as, as the only woman on this show, uh, who loves her men to smell wonderful. Uh, <laughs> I highly recommend them. I think that they're super cool. And the fact that they have a star Wars line just endears them to me all the more.
3: What what are so what are that. the scents? What are the scents? Do we know?
0: Uh, hold on, I need to get uh, there. Da, 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 da. I'm intrigued.
3: I'm intrigued, and I and, and, and I want to subscribe to your your pamphlet, your your <laughs> newsletter.
0: Okay, so we have Yoda, which is wisdom wash. Because uh, I have, want to smell like Yoda. <laughs> we have uh, Obi Wan, which is only hope soap. <laughs> Uh, that's the cutest one, I think. Uh, Darth Vader is, uh, dark side scrub. And, uh, the Darth Maul one is the ruthless rinse.
3: Alrighty. (laughs) Alrighty. I mean, you know, do do you really want to smell like Yoda though? I mean, tell me he doesn't smell like BO swamp gas and shit. I mean, just twenty four seven
2: swamp gas. I smell. Well, I guess. I, guess. It's, mm. I, I
1: guess it's really. Is which which yoda Which Yoda era? Like, are we talking Yoda on Dagobah? Yeah, he's he's got a he's got a funk to him. Yeah, but well, like Yoda me, living a Coruscant, I could see him.
0: The description of the scent uh, for Yoda is lotus leaf.
3: Okay, so it's Coruscant Yoda.
0: <laughs> so. I, I don't know they're they're, they're interesting they're, they're, I'm, we may have to try them just for fun uh i'm trying to see what the other
1: I'm, descriptions i mean I, again when you're thinking about obi-wan obi-wan on uh, on tatooine mm.
3: yeah yeah that's another one like you know i mean tell me that tell me that obi-wan living on tatooine didn't like pick his nose and just wipe it on his robe yeah like i mean he's not the cleanest dude you know, it. you know it. You know he did it.
0: Well, he was, He was. you know, he was going through a hard time.
3: Mm-hmm. It's well, it a depression
0: we'll, and, you know.
3: Well, we'll see pretty soon, won't we?
0: Yeah. You know,
3: with the new Obi-Wan series. so
0: Yeah, so we'll All see right. what happened. And, uh, you know, so you
1: can with, judge. With the Vader one, do you smell like uh, regret? <laughs> I was, was going to rip off uh, robot chicken, you know, feet and bacon.
0: i'm trying to find the description of the sense (laughs) he
3: he smells like he smells like primatine and regret
2: (laughs) oh you know he got he got tired of soaps just couldn't hold up he's like like, listen you have failed me for the last time for the last time apparently uh
0: apparently the the darth vader one is what they consider heavy grit um, so it's it has some exfoliating power, Curly. Really.
2: Andy, wasn't that your nickname in high school? <laughs> it, was, it, was, it, it was my nickname. I'd be great, yeah. <laughs> so, wait a minute.
0: So,
1: so, ex, so, so it has like sand,
0: yeah. They have like uh, they're like exfoliating, so they have like he a little sand. bit of grit that's, that's in so them, that's like saying. salt.
2: So, you can be because he's really salty, Vader, you know. <laughs> uh, that's just are preserve you are them. you. Cr-
3: are you comparing Vader to like jerky? I mean, because he's salty and burnt, like and dried up.
2: That makes sense. It does make sense. That tracks. That tracks. It needs, you need something to scrub off the dead skin, and then you need a good moisturizer <laughs> in there. Really?
0: Yeah. You well, ever they, think
3: that was a problem? If he just applied enough moisturizer, he would have been okay?
2: There's not enough moisture. Is there something there. you could put in there that helps with daddy issues? <laughs> <laughs> that's the Luke and Leia bars. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's not okay. Um, um,
2: I, would it be? Would it be a double? Would it be, du- be ended?
0: Oh, I d- just, oh, d- d- just say
2: that the, the
1: Darth Maul one—you can only wash half of yourself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, These are the jokes, God. people. These I, I, are the jokes. I, just,
0: I love you guys so much. <laughs> um. Okay, moving on. Um.
3: No, I want to talk more about the soaps because it's funny. <laughs>
2: No, just want to think about um, us washing ourselves. I do. Yes, I do.
0: I do. But okay. So um, as I often do when I find uh, cool action figure stuff, um, we had talked about um, the Filoni action figure a couple yeah. of <laughs> episodes ago. Yep. He's got um, the a Black Series. Yes. He, he's got a Black Series figure and it's amazing. Um, there are two other action figure sets that have uh, appeared recently oh, yeah. um and one of them is the emperor's throne room
3: okay uh
0: which is it's the his throne with the you know the roundy background window thing and then emperor himself um and he comes with a couple of different he's got uh his his black cane He's got force lightning and a lightsaber that all are different hands uh that he can do. So there's that one. And then the one that I think is kind of fun and interesting and I probably would have enjoyed when I was a kid. Uh they have the Cantina Showroom.
4: Yeah
0: oh. Uh-huh. Um and it actually comes with like the little bar uh and the centerpiece of the bar. Um, and it comes with, with, uh, the Alec Guinness Obi-Wan, um, a really good, really good likeness of him. Uh, Mm -hmm. and also, um, hold on, getting to the heart of the thingy. Uh, wow. Name fell out of my head. Um, no i lost it where'd it go no i lost it, I lost it. um there's the Felony one
3: Yeah, got okay it.
0: there it is um finally there's the power of the force cantina showroom playset being added to the black series this allows fans to relive the moment from a new hope with obi-wan kenobi dr ev Evazan, and ponda Ba- Baba! Ba- Bamba. Ba- Bamba. Bamba. I cannot Bamba. forget I have never been able to say that. Um
1: But is the Kiz when- band there?
0: Yes, no. Um when fans <laughs> got to see the first dismemberment in Star Wars. Included are the three characters, the Cantina Bar and three accessories. Uh the playset is available this fall from Hasbro Pulse for a hundred and four ninety-nine.
3: I wanna get it and like Get some get some Barbies and dress them up as like barflies and put them in there and just let them you know hit on Obi Wan the entire time. <laughs> be the best thing ever.
0: It's, yes, not, be, because you because would. Hey,
3: show me your lightsaber. Come on, pull it out. <laughs>
0: wow. <laughs> There's. A, I'll put a picture in the chat so you guys can see. It's it's see, pretty. Look at good, that shit. Yeah,
3: it's pretty oh, good. That's, that's beautiful. <laughs> Yes. He's looking. He's looking at him like, like, you want me to do what? I mean, <laughs> his friend doesn't like you. <laughs> I don't like you either.
0: I'll give you both key points for that, even though they were easy ones. Um,
3: <laughs> I have the death sentence on twelve systems. Anyway,
0: we could keep going. Like, we, we could, could just sit here and do the whole movie if we really yeah, wanted
3: to. Yeah, probably. I'm Terrible. not. I'm not opposed to that. I'm just, you know,
0: one night. One night we're gonna do it. We're just gonna do the geekiest Star Wars theater, and it's gonna be hysterical.
2: Word. <laughs> um, um,
0: what you, I want you know to know is, hire this a new song. editor.
1: <laughs> What's <laughs> that? Are we hiring a new editor? Uh...
0: <laughs> What's gonna happen is I'm eventually gonna learn to edit, and this is gonna be the first thing Joe throws at me. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah. We'll so there's that. Ship. Yep. Uh, so I thought that was fun. Um... Because, I don't know, I'm on a Star Wars kick tonight. Now, this one is for the the um, the makeup crowd out there. Um, I don't talk a lot about these kinds of things because it's generally not my jam, but I thought these were cute, so I figured I'd bring them up. Pay attention, um, Brian. Star Go Wars ahead. makes you the cutest in the galaxy. Uh, there is a new mm. line of Star Wars makeup brushes um, from ColourPop. Uh and it's it's cute. It's uh, the Mandalorian, the child uh, eyeshadow. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Okay, so the Mandalorian, the child eyeshadow palette launches. I needed to see it. I can't. Okay, whoever wrote this article sucks. I was gonna read it, but I'm just gonna tell you. <laughs> um, so there's an so there's an eyeshadow palette uh, that is is Star Wars themed, and I'm trying to. Get to where I can see the the names of them because the names are always the fun part. So we have precious cargo, right hand mando, mm. just <laughs> just just like a Tatooine, Sipping Soup, Baby Ooh, Face, mm-hmm. The Force, Little Frog, Float Your Crib, and Droid Protocol.
2: Wow. And Becker Wiener. <laughs> and, <Pecker. laughs> and shit kittens.
3: Oh, my God.
0: So, it's the Mandalorian, the child eyeshadow palette uh, that also comes with these incredible... The brushes are actually pretty cool. The um, For those of you that are in the makeup scene, the big fluffy is actually a lightsaber that lights up.
3: Right-hand Mando? That was my nickname in high school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Brian didn't disagree. He's like, yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah.
2: <laughs> because you would always count on him to give you an old right hand out. That's it. That's, That's it. Right. Yeah.
4: Um
0: and <laughs> from what the review I love you guys. Uh from what the review says, um, because a lot of times in the makeup industry these uh these kitschy, you know, themed sets will come out and they're never very good because they're usually either just collector value or you know, in the moment type thing and the who's ever writing this, although their writing is not great, um, says that they are actually decent brushes. So if you're in the makeup industry and you're a Star Wars fan, uh, check it out. Let us know what you think of the palette. I'd love to get like an actual review of uh, the palette and, and how the colors are because that's always the, the big question is, is, are they good? Do they stay? Do they fall apart? How much fallout is there? Let me know.
2: And, uh, and, uh, really think uh andy that you should uh try out like baby face okay put it okay. on put put it on your ween i think that would then you can yeah. m- make your ween into a little baby yoda like, well i mean, mean you, you know baby, baby you face is
3: should we should we start yeah. out with, with baby face and end up with little frog it, okay. yes I,
2: mean, I think it's better than you know coding yourself in droid protocol <laughs> Yeah, I think we oh,
3: should do that. Goodness
0: gracious, yeah! So, so, so that's fun.
3: And and Kay, um, where's this? Where's this article from?
0: Uh the actual article is. Uh, I don't even freaking know. No. I don't. Okay, where's the? Like, I'm looking at it, and there's no mm-hmm. like identifier other than who wrote the article, and that I don't. Is I,
3: fantastic.
0: I, I already dragged her name through because it's it's not the greatest of writing. Um, yeah. So I'm not going to like, I'm not going to put her no, name no, up there no, because no, that's not that. nice. No. Um, but, uh, it was published oh, a couple goes of days my, ago.
3: There goes I apologize. My right. <laughs> We're trying to be uh, nice. There goes my comment. Anyways. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's
0: why I'm not doing it. Um, but yeah, so I thought that was cute. And the fact that I got a decent review as far as quality, um, I'd love to hear from somebody who's actually used it. On to more action figures. Uh, I've been covering, uh, a lot of these, um, these kind of uh, very realistic and cool action figures that are coming out, uh, and some of the bigger ones that are like the super expensive ones. Uh, Hasbro Hasbro Pulse has put out reveals a giant Galactus Marvel Legends well, action figures.
3: How giant is this Galactus?
0: Well, let's just let's just see.
3: If it's not 1-1 one, one with like a, a tiny... Whoa, was, whose was that? Yeah, what?
0: no. I not uh, Galactus is a big baddie in the Marvel Universe, both figuratively and literally. Now Hasbro has revealed the next Marvel HasLab figure, the Marvel Legends series HasLab Galactus. To really capture the essence of the villain, this figure is 32 inches tall. Wow.
3: The, okay. The, okay. Uh-huh.
0: It's a big one. Uh, The head and chest have LED lights for added effects that require four AAA batteries. Okay. And the figure comes with three faceplate accessories for different expressions and over 70 points of articulation for lots of posing options.
3: Does he yell Galactus hungers?
0: Uh, That's a good question. Let's see. The Devourer of the Worlds, he who hungers, a living embodiment of... Okay. Um... Doesn't look like he does. Uh, He retails. He'll be coming out August 30th, and he'll be retailing for $399.99. Whoa!
3: Jeepers, mister.
0: He's a big boy. He's a big (laughs) thickin.
3: He's a a big thickie. Yeah. He's a a chonkin.
0: Yeah. He is substantial. They are really trying to uh, up the the game with these figures lately i'm putting one in the chat folks go and look that up he is oh
3: he looks amazing
0: yeah he's pretty sexy
3: is is he not one of the coolest kirby creations ever i mean rawr, rawr, he rawr. really is he really is
1: oh uh, it's and we, what we brought him to the cinematic world as fucking cloud
3: oh god damn it annoyed can, can we just erase that movie <laughs> Which movie? Um, the 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 Galactus the 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 uh, the rise of the Silver Surfer.
1: I that, that was I was trying to be funny there.
3: No,
0: missed it. Anyhow, so, so one so, of the one
3: of the faces to flip out. Oh, it's uh, the zombie version.
0: I was just about to go there. Oh, yeah, sorry. there's uh there's a the the big the, the skeletal zombie face as well, which is is beautifully done considering what it is.
3: Not a Marvel zombies fan.
0: Not just either, but as far as just recognizing the artwork is concerned, like,
3: like I get it, I did get it. Yeah, I mean, I get it. They were trying to cash in on the whole like zombie craze, which is cool and all that, but I mean, you know, I don't know. I and don't if, know. if you're
0: gonna do a Galactus figure, you got to pay homage to, you know, because different people like different things, you know. So, and
1: <laughs> if they're gonna spend four hundred dollars,
0: if right. you're gonna spend the money, exactly. Um. So yeah, that was that was it for me.
1: Did you did you notice? Because I, I went to the website. Um, they're doing a like kind of like a almost a Kickstarter esque thing with it.
0: Oh, I didn't okay. see that.
1: Yeah. So they are they right now have over seventy eight hundred backers. They're looking for fourteen thousand backers, uh, and the the campaign quote unquote has forty two days on it when we're recording you, on month. Uh, do you get,
3: yeah. I mean, like, if you back it, do you get a fig?
1: If, if the campaign, uh, this campaign will move into production when it reaches by Mrs Stanley and Jack, Jack Kirby. Kirby circa
3: 1966.
0: You know, I, go ahead. No, so I was just saying nice and stretching.
3: Nice. You know, I just saw, I just saw um, uh, an old, uh, because I follow, uh, I follow Jack Kirby, or, you know, whoever does his, his estate mm-hmm. On uh, on Twitter or or is it Instagram? One of the two, and I just saw they. It, it was a he. He was on a cover of Life magazine back in the day. It was it was so cool. He was looking all dapper and like you know, like badass and everything. He was just Aww,
1: Kirby was cool. the best.
3: Kirby was the best. Yeah, I mean he knew he knew how to draw one dude, but he drew that dude really good every single time.
0: <laughs> you mentioned I, that would be enough for me,
3: right?
1: And
0: and the dots.
3: And the dots. More dots, more dots. More dots, more dots.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> uh, dots.
0: what do you got, I, Joe?
1: Well, I, I am happy to announce I don't I I did not come across any any deaths this week. So I will No
0: in memoriams this week. No Memoriams for
1: me. Uh so so <laughs> of course first story I got is kind of related to death though. Uh, oh boy. <laughs> uh,
0: I'll take you anywhere.
1: according to giant dot com. Uh they have cast an actress to play Princess Leia in the upcoming Obi-Wan Kenobi mm, series.
3: I was gonna ask if you heard this, but go ahead. Yes.
1: So the, the scoop is that Vivian Lyra Blair of Bird Box will be a young Princess Leia in the prequel series. According to the report, she'll be playing a major role in the story. Her part will set the stage to put Obi-Wan on the adventure that will that will play out. Uh this is Princess Leia uh approximately a decade after Star Wars Rebels. Um okay. because apparently characters from that show are also rumored to make an appearance in Obi-Wan.
0: Uh, He's whittle.
3: Now now I heard, I will tell you, I heard something I heard different. Um but go ahead and finish with, with the story and I'll tell you.
1: So they have right now the uh right now the Obi Wan Kenobi uh series is only planned for a single season of six hour long episodes. Um, with you and McGregor again returning as the Jedi Master,
3: each episode uh, six hours long. What? No, no six <laughs> hours long.
1: Yeah, pack of lunch. I, I, it's it's, a, it's a Snyder, it's a Snyder cut.
3: I don't know oh, if we, no. I don't know if the, the, the common person can handle that much. Obi-Wan,
0: hello there, I can handle that much. Obi-Wan, hello there, <laughs> hello there,
3: <laughs> General
4: that's Kenobi. That's right.
1: you know. um, uh, besides, uh, Besides Princess Leia and and Obi Wan, uh, the lineup of actors includes Joel Edgerton, uh, Maya Erskine, Moose, uh, sorry, Moses Ingram, O'Shea Jackson Jr., Sung Kang, Simon Kessel, Kumal Nanjiani, uh, Benny Safdie, and Adira Varma, uh, and of course Hayden Christensen will be returning as Darth Vader. Uh, and and Bonnie P.S. as uh, Baru. Uh, the,
3: so so I'll tell you what I heard different um, mm-hmm. was was the speculation that they were indeed trying to find you know uh, a young Leia, but I heard that they were in talks with Millie Bobby Brown. He's to too play, old. Millie Bobby Brown. She's not too old to play Leia.
0: To play Leia and Obi Wan
3: know obi no she's she could no she could still totally that girl trust me when when um stranger things starts up back up up again you're not gonna you're not gonna believe that she's 20 something you know i mean when it starts up again she's gonna be you know she's gonna be back in her teens like when you know when she's playing 11 so you know i mean she's got a young face so she could play a she's young she's only
2: seven she's only 17
3: is she still only 17 yeah. okay well yeah. there you go
0: she's but like that's such a drastic difference between uh, Vivian Leia Blair, who is like how old is she? She's like less than ten.
3: Maybe maybe I heard maybe I heard that they were looking for her to play you know an older, an older more like a like a like a Carrie Fisher. You know what I mean? Like that's they were trying to yeah, to make she her, have, yeah.
1: She would have to be Princess Leia at the time of at the time of New Hope at the time
3: of the rebellion. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, right no,
3: before now. So yeah. yeah, maybe uh yeah, okay.
1: But yeah, no so this that is, makes sense. This, this has been uh picked up uh multiple sources her her saying she has been cast as young Leia. Oh, um, but she I I'm looking at pictures and she like does kind of seem super young to be I guess I guess my head is where in where in the timeline Rebels falls because
3: well, Rebels falls. I mean, obviously, there. It's yeah. ten years after. Well, Rebels falls probably twenty years, maybe, maybe 15, 20 years after. Because because by then, you know, Obi Wan looks like Alec Guinness. You know, you've got Lando. You've got. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've. I mean, Leia is actually in it, right? It's fourteen years.
1: She, yeah, it's fourteen years we, after the fall of the Galactic you Republic and the Jedi Order. So. There you go. Yeah, they're gonna have to like I mean, I don't know. It just seems I don't know. She to me she seems like she might be too young.
4: Well he was well, six she was when she
1: did
0: Bird Box.
3: There you she go.
1: Six and that was three years ago.
0: Mm-hmm. So years she's ago? nine ten now. Yeah. Maybe they're gonna flash around. Maybe we're gonna get more than one yeah. version of her. Yeah, I hope so.
3: That would be neat. That would be really neat. Um,
1: or it's you know, they're gonna listen, I'm still trying to figure out how they're gonna get Darth Vader into this because you know
3: the whole thing's going to be a Vader flashback at the end, it'll be a revealed.
1: He was in the it'll, shower the whole time, it was a whole right. dream.
3: he'll wake up in bed with Bob Newhart.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Bob, I had the most interesting dream. That's I'm gonna keep, uh, uh we,
2: we, had a, we had a bed and breakfast in New Hampshire.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yep, you totally get it. Uh, yep. the, series, the series is going to be directed by Deborah Chow. Ah, uh, she's directed two episodes of The Mandalorian. She's also done two episodes of Fear the Walking Dead, an episode of Better Call Saul, Mr. Robot, Jessica Jones. Uh, so she is. She will be helming the whole thing. No, that's nice. prestigious.
2: That's prestigious. Yeah. I love uh, Jessica Jones.
1: Yeah. Hell yeah. Yep.
0: Nom, nom, yep. Nom,
1: nom, nom, Story number two. Like everything I'm talking about today, like we've 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 just, we've talked uh, we've talked uh, about these folks, but. Uh, Kevin Smith announced mm-hmm. that Clerks 3 has been picked up by Lionsgate. Worldwide rights. I saw something Kevin about
0: was. that today, and I totally forgot. That's cool.
1: They are in pre-production in New Jersey. Uh, they will be in produ- begin production next month. Uh, S- Smith, of course, has written the screenplay and will direct. All the major cast members from the first two Clerks films are set to reprise the roles. We've got Jeff Anderson. We've got Brian O'Halloran. We've got Jay Muse. We've got Kevin Smith. We've got Rosario Dawson. Uh, the production team uh, it will be it will be Liz Destro and Jordan Monsanto, better known as uh, Jason Muse's lovely did they, wife.
3: Did they bring back
1: Elias? They are bringing back Elias uh, because he the, was
3: he was the best part of of Clerks too, hands down. Anyway, go ahead.
1: I'm going I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you. The dance number. The best part.
3: Okay. I'm sorry. The best role in Clerks 2. He was the best character in Clerks 2.
1: Yeah. Uh, Just saying. The the synopsis for Clerks 3 from what we've been told. Following a massive heart attack, Randall enlists Dante, Elias, Jay, and Silent Bob to make a movie immortalizing his life at the convenience store that started it
0: all. Okay. Oh, he's getting all kinds of meta.
3: Yeah. He's getting all, he's getting seriously meta. I I hope it's relevant. I really do. Uh, The
1: smith is quoting there's there's a saying from the uh dow that goes something to the effect uh to be great is to go on to go on is to go far to go far is to return uh thanks to Lionsgate, we get to return to where it all started with almost the whole cast that started it all and for the first time since the first time we ever made a movie in 1993 we're shooting the entire film on location in new jersey as an ode both to the enduring allure of cinema and the resourcefulness and lunacy of his storytellers. Years ago, Dante and Randall made me a filmmaker, so now it's my it's
3: time I return the favor. Okay. So uh, so this will be Go uh, ahead, I'm sorry, Joe.
1: Uh just just the the business side of it. Uh Lionsgate uh I guess has the, a lot of Kevin's films as part of their catalog as part of their library. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Lionsgate uh just very recently uh Went out and uh, purchased Spyglass Media. Really? Uh, yeah. So they, uh, which also includes uh, some of the stuff from Dimension and uh, former Weinstein Company stuff. So like they've got the scary, the Scream move, the Scream franchise, uh, several of the scary movies, Spy Kids, uh, Quentin Tarantino titles, Django Unchained, and Glorious Bastards, and the Hateful Eight. Yeah. So apparently, Lion, Lionsgate is uh deciding to come back. So,
3: so, so real quick. So this would be correct me if I'm wrong. This is the eighth film in the verse.
1: Uh, let's okay. Let's run it down. Got Clerks, Mallrats, Mal Rat,
3: Chasing Amy,
1: Chasing Amy, Dogma, Clerks Two, Stri-
3: Jane and Silent Bob Strike Back,
1: Jane and Silent Bob Strike Back, then Jane and Silent Bob Reboot, Reboot, right? Yeah, this would be eight. This would be the eighth one. Yeah. Yeah. Cause red state and, uh, Tusk <clears throat> and yoga Jersey girl <laughs> and Jersey, Jersey girl. Ghost yeah. Are all outside of the Askew universe.
3: Uh, he also, didn't he also do catch and release? No, he acted
1: in catch and release.
3: He just acted in it. Okay. He
1: directed, uh, cop out. Uh, right, not, right, but, right. You know, we don't talk about that.
3: No, we don't talk about cop out. My question is, though, it's like, how can he keep going back to the same well? Like, how many times? How many more times do you think he can go back to this?
1: Uh, That's the thing. That's the reason why Lionsgate uh, got involved, is that he has got a very consistent, very uh, supportive fan base.
3: I mean, sure. I mean,
1: they'll pay money to see it. And I I think, you know, as long as he, you know, as he said, like, you know, the, the movie he feels like that he wrote that kind of he phoned it in on was uh Zach and Mary make a porno Oh right? uh, we like, forgot about that one <laughs> yeah he was like you know he he tried to make a uh
3: a rom-com
1: not even just a rom-com but he tried to make and the name has fallen out of my head the guy who worked with seth rogan all the other all the rest of the time uh, judd apatow uh, judd apatow he tried to make a judd apatow movie instead of making right. a kevin smith movie and right as he said he almost killed seth rogan's career
3: i mean I, i'm not gonna say it was a horrible movie. I mean, it wasn't the greatest thing on earth, but you know, yeah, I no. thought it was pretty funny at, at first
1: it. Yeah. It, it, I mean, on the whole, I liked it. I saw it in a theater on opening night in New York city. Um, but Although
3: I did, I do have to say it took me halfway through the film to realize that was Jay. Yeah, I, I did. I It took me a while. I was like, wait a minute. Why do I know him? And I'm like, holy shit, that's Jason. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs>
1: I I mean I you know he what was it last year or the yeah like 20, uh, 2019, 2020, his uh, Janson Bob reboot yeah uh, per screen shown was the top revenue movie of the year okay you know people will come out and see his stuff so
3: I guess so I guess so here is hoping that he gets eventually gets to screen Dogma again
1: yeah <clears throat> okay that um and. My last bit of news: uh, do, do we like Wandavision? I mean, I know no, Brian was a piece knew, of
2: you're, trash. No, I like it. I mean, I'm not done with it. I have two episodes no, no, left. Okay, but... You're not done with it. So,
1: uh, how, so, so news is now out that uh, Wandavision's director, the the gentleman who directed all the episodes, which um, in case you didn't pay attention to the Emmy nominations last week, um, they got they got nine. Okay, uh, Wandavision got nine uh, Emmy nominations. Uh, Matt Shackham, Shackman sorry, uh, has been tapped to direct the as-yet-untitled new Star Trek film, which will be produced by J.J. Abrams.
3: All right. Another J.J. Uh, Abrams.
1: The, uh, Fuck uh, that. <laughs> the script is by Lindsay Beer, uh, whose upcoming credits include the Pet Cemetery prequel, which I did not realize that was oh, coming. Come on. Uh, and she's also <laughs> Uh, Lizzie Beer is also doing the King Killer Chronicle adaptation uh, okay. and Geneva Robertson, who uh, was a, a screenwriter for Captain Marvel and Tomb Raider. All right. So this mm. is not, this is not the Noah Holly project nor the Quentin Tarantino project. Um, But there right now there is no word whether or not a certain Chris will be in the captain's chair or, what this story will revolve around,
2: or uh, if they're all going to be eating a big bag of dicks,
3: lens flares everywhere. No, well, God. that's
1: that's that's why I'm glad it's it's not JJ uh, doing the the director. Yeah, he
2: just shouldn't have anything to do with it. Wow, I mean, he used Star Trek to audition for Star Wars. This,
3: this is you know,
1: well, I, but, I Par- can't but Paramount say came to him and,
3: wrong.
2: But
1: Paramount came to him and said, "We need you to Star War- Star Wars our Star Trek."
2: Yeah, which is why, yeah, which was, mm, yeah. <laughs> no, no. So angry, your
0: tongue tied. Go
2: ahead. No, I Do mean it. they can f up. So, so here's the thing: is like for I'm I'm glad now that they're on board on board with Star Trek again because for such a long time, like back when Nemesis came out, the last Star Wars or sorry, last Star Trek mm. film, you know, next gen film. Yeah, they killed the script. Um yeah. The head of CBS at the time, Paramount who was doing it hated star trek uh yeah. and think- the guy who creates all who basically has done all of the ship builds and everything uh since ds9 uh john eaves uh was a uh a queen's friend of mine was talking to me about the nemesis script and he said it was brilliant and they went in and purposely got three of the hackiest writers <laughs> to tear it apart and ruin it okay and because they they he purposely wanted the head of the studio purposely wanted to tank star trek for all time
3: yeah i wasn't a fan of nemesis at all i wasn't a fan of nemesis at all
2: yeah and that's what happened and it wasn't until that guy's now been long gone and new people are in place and that's why now we have discovery which is great we've had Mm -hmm. below decks whatever which is a lot of fun we're getting the new uh the new animated series with um uh janeway is coming back yeah the prodigy yeah we've got picard you know so we're getting back into it now but those 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 films those intermediary films yeah
3: let me ask you a question because you know you guys you guys are much bigger star trek fans than i am i mean i like star trek don't get me wrong uh but uh why in your opinion is is um submarine combat in space cool
1: because that's how space. That's how it would be.
3: Okay, I mean I get that. I, I mean, but like, but what makes it interesting? Because that's
2: really what it was. But really, that's really that's not what I mean. That's yeah. not what makes Star Trek interesting. Because Star Trek, at the end of the day, it's not about the combat. Combat right. no, is included not. in there, but You're right. And that's what makes Star Trek different than Star Wars. Is it's about. Um, the politicizing it's about the moral the morality it's about the prime directive it's about the science it's about the discovery it's about the things where they have to make the hard decisions and i love it and i love star wars too but star wars is just about the basic fight between good and evil and it's so the reason why people hated in this new star wars movies where they went to the casino planet okay everybody bitched about that scene It's completely useless why are we doing this this was stupid blah 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 star trek fans are going that's awesome because now we yeah. get to see how the fucking sausage is made right like exactly you've got that- the money's coming from somewhere where is it coming from who are the assholes that are funding space genocide right right and not, not only that but it was it was also oh yeah he builds stuff
1: for the first order but he also builds stuff for the resistance right exactly ah
2: see that's some star trek shit right there and that's yeah, why star trek is. fans were like "Get!" Yeah, but the star wars fans who are solid star wars fans were like this is we don't this is not a fucking star wars movie what the hell is this This is garbage we need more pew pew yeah more pew pew less thinky thinky which is fine i love it i love both you know <laughs> don't get me wrong but let's keep star trek in its lane let's keep fucking star wars in its lane and you know there the two shall meet i mean uh, they are they they are they should be in their wheelhouse doing what they do and when you try to fucking Star Wars, Star Trek, you get the junk that we had. The only person that could kind of try to resurrect resurrected a little bit was Simon Pegg, because he actually loves Star Trek. Yeah. And uh, but overall, I mean, yeah. So let's just stick with Discovery. Let's stick with what we got going on. Uh, I, I'm not. I don't know. I J.J. Abrams. I, I've liked him for the other shit he's done. I mean, fringe and lost and, you know, stuff he's been involved in. But keep him out of Star Trek. I don't know.
3: Like I have to say, I loved Zachary Quinto. You know, like yeah, I uh, like I, him as an I actor, really, but no, I mean, I really loved him as Spock. I thought he was a very, very convincing, very well done
2: Spock. Yeah, that's one character though. Out of the whole, I mean, you know? like yeah. it's okay. the whole. The movie as a whole, you know, is not. A, it was not a Star, Trek movie.
3: Uh, no, not a Star Trek movie. I know. Yeah. No, you're 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 pretty much right about that. It actually, and and maybe that makes me, um, well, no, it doesn't really make me. You know, less. Of you know less because a lot of times a lot of times like like i'll tell you right now a lot of times like star star trek people they they star trek fans they a lot of times no you know what i'm not gonna say anything
2: no no you're no you're Um, right both both fandoms are horrible
1: yeah and they're extremely yeah they're toxic toxic elements Mm -hmm. um i mean to be fair i don't think star trek works really well as a as, a, as a, a property for movies um, you know as much as I love Wrath of Khan um, it's, it's just it's, it's you know they made a movie they made the first movie because they saw how much fucking money Star Wars made in 1977 right. and it was like you know we can get you know they saw
3: we the can do it board. too
1: we can do it too we, we know we have an audience because i mean coming to these these early nascent conventions going on we know we can do this and we can make money Um, but honestly, think about it with, you know, the, the, the movies always, you know, again, you focus on the action because you have an hour and a half, two hours to try to tell the story where, you know, it's just, it's not, that's, you know, you know, and I was just reading, you know, where you're talking about nemesis, you know, they cut out 50 minutes, according to Rick Berman, they Mm -hmm. cut out 50 minutes of film that was shot to get it to the running time. And the, the stuff that was cut was uh character moments, mm-hmm. which would have explained all of the herky jerky bullshit going on in nemesis. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, I totally wouldn't, you know, would not, you know, put it past the, the paramount wanted to kill it because I mean,
2: insurrection was, it was one person. It was yeah. one person that, that, that was responsible for that. I mean, and that, I mean that can, you know that comes from somebody who actually was wor- you know was working yeah. with the studio on the project and was like no and I mean luckily now they're back to work you know, they yeah. uh John not only worked on has done all the Star Trek stuff he also uh was the one who designed the submarine for Hunt for the October Hunt for the October um, okay yeah um, so he's been doing this a long time um
1: I I really think I really think Star Trek is is something that is best for you know television Serialized,
2: because um, it's I mean, been better. It, it's been better that way, yeah. But yeah. now I'm finding Star Wars a little bit. Look at Mando. Now we're looking at, and yeah. I'm like, oh, maybe Star Wars is just as good serialized. Mando well, I mean, is
3: Mando's the greatest spaghetti western ever made. Oh, damn opinion.
2: straight. You
3: know, um, you know, and and I can, you know, I can I can see why you you know why there is such a a, a polarizing view of star wars and star trek because they yes they are both space epics but they both they're completely different animals
1: yeah Yeah. star wars star wars is is space opera and star trek is you know sci-fi it's
3: it's dry it's very dry there's um but but then again that's why i found i guess maybe that's why i found the movie the the re this if you want to call it a reboot a reboot uh uh, refreshing is because you got to see the cool stuff. In my opinion, like like you got to see Kirk. You know how smarmy was Kirk in in Starfleet, like in his in his first days in Starfleet. You know, oh wow, he cheated at the Kobayashi Maru so that he could win to you know to prove a point yeah. or whatever. I mean, like, that's like I think that's cool. You know, stuff were, like that is neat. There are moments,
1: but it was everything was in service to. It felt like let's get the ships out there. Let's you know, let's, yeah, let's have the showdown.
3: Yeah, um, Look, but like, but like, my opinion, you know, it's like if they made a a Picard series, like when he was young Picard, like in Starfleet, you know, because you've heard stories about Picard's young days. There was a couple episodes where it was like young Picard. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd watch the shit out of that too. You know what I mean? Because sure. like, because he was he's a, a he was a rebel, and you know, it was a bit more adventury back then. I guess.
1: I mean. I, I've always been interested. They've always floated around the idea about doing like a Starfleet Academy series. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think that could be interesting as well. Um, yeah. but just so we're, we're kind of wrapping things up, uh, for, for fans of Star Trek, uh, this is a pretty good time to be, oh, yeah. uh, to be around a uh, season two of lower decks will be premiering August 12th on Paramount plus nice later this show. year, later this year, we'll be getting Star Trek Discovery's fourth season. Yay. Um, we got Star Trek Prodigy coming uh, for Nickelodeon. Woot! And then 2022, Hold Your Socks, uh, second season of Picard. And if you saw the trailer for that,
3: mm-hmm.
2: we got Q. Yep. I have yet uh, and, to
3: watch Discovery, but and, know, I'll get to it. And
2: let us not forget also Pike. Yeah. yeah
1: I was going to say my next one, also oh. coming next year, Strange New Worlds. Uh, which okay. he he just, uh, he, he posted, Anson Mount, he uh, just posted something the other day that uh, they I think they were nearing the end of production or hit the end of production, and he was saying the season one finale of Strange New Worlds is going to blow people away. So. I,
2: I don't doubt it. And just like, I've been a huge fan of Anson Mount since Hell on Wheels. Oh, yeah. And I finally... Um, two years ago uh well right after he was on discovery i got the chance to meet him and he is nice. the loveliest loveliest man and was so nice like he wanted a copy of my work he tweeted it out i mean he uh, sent out on his instagram he was just super kind and so he'd never done Shook conventions before because he came from the world of like you know just regular acting like you know, amc shows wasn't anything that was you know conventionable
1: but you're saying there wasn't a big hell's on
2: wheel convention. No, there was not a big hell's on wheels, convention, even though there should have been, because that yeah. show was awesome. If you have not seen hell on wheels, please go watch it. Uh, it was a BBC. good show. It was a good show. Yeah, uh, Anson mountain common. Oh, so good. Yes. Uh, common like blew me away.
1: I did not expect that. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition for, for, for star Trek fans, 1979 star Trek, the motion picture is getting a full scale, 4k ultra HD, restoration that will stream on paramount plus and i've thought i read somewhere it may also be getting a uh a, a theatrical re-release
2: oh
3: in 4k yum, yum. really
0: kind of makes me happy
3: oh yeah
0: <laughs> oh i felt
2: that down down deep
0: <laughs> oh yeah
2: the cockles, <laughs> in the subcockles, the subcockle region. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: You, you both get geek points the, for that.
2: You're, you're <laughs>
1: uh So, with that, uh, we will bring this episode of the geekiest to close. Kayla, it is time to go yep. to the big board. I, 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 can't imagine who the geekiest is this week, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. the who knows, The guy who built who built the 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 models for Star Trek and built the Fucking Red October. Right?
0: We did not say enough, I think, about <laughs> our incredible guest this week uh, and his litany of of accomplishments and, and talents. Um, and I highly encourage uh, everyone to please go look him up. Ladies and gentlemen, our geekiest tonight by a landslide is Brian.
2: Oh, my
0: goodness. (laughs) 14 points. Wow. That's a lot for our show. Um, I think we were just so mesmerized with you, sir, that we just kept giving you points and forgot to even give each other very many. Um, (laughs) You were just so much fun. Uh, Coming in second, uh, Joe and Andy tied with three.
2: Nice. (laughs) It's respectable.
0: Uh, and I came in third with one.
3: Oh, KK. That's
0: okay. I was I was perfectly happy today uh, to to listen to Brian's sultry voice, uh, mm-hmm. and I definitely <laughs> want to hear more uh, about what you do and and who you've spoken to. And it, you are you are definitely a bard, sir.
2: Yeah, a bit of a talker, you know. I can't <laughs> know but,
0: uh... <laughs>
1: So so now that you you are the geekiest, now hmm. now comes the rights, responsibilities, privilege, and obligation to let people know where they can find you on the uh, interwebs.
2: Uh, yes, you can find me on the interwebs at cult, C-U-L-T, classicposters.com, or brianlins.com, B-R-I-A-N-L-I-N-S-S.com. Uh, you can also check me out just about every night, 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Twitch. At Twitch.tv forward slash the dead Elvis, the uh, dead Elvis. What stream, games do you stream? What game games stream? Games you stream? Uh, sea of Thieves, Dead by Daylight, Phasmophobia, and anything else that strikes my fancy. Nice. Yeah. Do you also I, uh,
1: show off doing your making your art as well,
2: or? I don't. I don't do my art because I do everything digital. Um, mm. I don't do traditional art because of I have severe I've bad arthritis in my hands. I can't draw anymore so i do everything with a mouse and so a lot of my methodology which unfortunately is often copied uh is proprietary and so i cannot i cannot do live demonstrations of it otherwise oh, yeah. it just gives away the whole fucking works yeah and i do have a lot of copycats out there so unfortunately yeah um but yeah so that's you know that's being also a play if you want to find out more about crit the game it's playcrit.com uh, you can, there's an email list there you can sign up with, and uh, originalgeekmc.com. And uh, yeah, that's that's about it. And uh, and, and at a convention, may be close to you soon. Who knows? You can check out my calendar on my Facebook, and on my website. Hey. All that will be
1: linked in the show notes for those who are interested.
0: Yeah, and I was dumb and was not looking at your posters while we were interviewing you, and now I want to read you because. Now I finally pulled the website up. <laughs> yeah, I was looking man. at your other stuff, his and I was kind of like, I'm just going to listen to his voice. And now I want to talk about all the posters, So we'll right. have to have you on again.
2: We will do yeah. this again. I've, I've had a great time. So I really appreciate you guys having me on, and it's been a lot of fun. And uh, anytime you want to shoot the shit, you let me know, and I will come in and shoot that shit. Yay! <laughs> we
3: should get right, you and Kelly both on the at the same time. That'd be Uh-oh. Fantastic. Uh-oh. That
0: I would remember. be That Danger cool. Will Robinson. That would
3: be super cool. Maybe if you're down. Sorry, what's
0: that? I was maybe if you're down for a con, we can sit down at some point with you and and talk some more.
1: Sure. Put a mic up
0: in your face. (laughs) (laughs) In your face. All right, Andy. Andy. Uh,
3: I mean, you guys know where you can find me. I'm on uh, the facebooks as the uh, uh, the Critical Hit Tavern and Gaming. Um. I post you know silly gamer memes and tabletop memes all the time you know just uh just to kind of pass the time uh you also can find me on the twitters at uh at the same name uh the critical hit uh, uh I'm also on uh Instagram as the critical hit you can find me there uh you know pretty much doing the same shit all the time so <laughs> uh so yeah that's it.
0: Hey Joe. Yes. Where can our lovely listeners find you on the internet or webs?
1: Well, if you're on Twitter, you can find me at Demorgus. That's D E M O R G U S. Uh, if you would like to follow this, uh, this podcast across the social medias, you just need to go to the geekiest pod and you'll find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, I think that's it for social media. Um, Hey, you're geeky. You're listening to this. Uh, you should probably take a listen to me DMing the Not Safe for Wizards Fifth Edition Actual Play podcast, uh, which that comes out every. Uh, well, we put out actual play episodes every other week. And wait, you have oh another show? I have another show. <sighs> what? It, it, it actually, it actually existed before this show. So,
2: all right, all right. Oh, this so is a dirty piece show. <laughs> so dirty.
1: Uh, <laughs> Also, uh, if you're listening to this you're like, hey, I would like to show my support for the Geekiest Podcast, you can go to shop.spreadshirt.com slash thegeekiestpod and get some merch. There's uh, there's the five-headed logo, as I call it. The Hydra. The, yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, or there is the hashtag Geek Point merch. So uh, get yourself some representation of your geekiness there. Uh, and I think that's it for now. KK, where can they find you?
0: Everywhere. Uh, yeah. okay. Uh, you can find me on the twits at hawk underscore Kayla You can find me on Instagram at geekiest Kayla. Um, those of you that have been listening to the show for a while, know that we always talk about our awesome witchy, geeky, fun, thrift shop. If you are in the South Florida area and would like to stop by Secondhand Goddess, uh, you can find Joe or I behind the counter at 4148 Davy Road. Uh, if you cannot make it into the shop, we encourage you to check out our website at secondhandgoddess.net, uh, where you can find our eBay pages as well as uh, our merch, um, which I have been branching out as of late. Uh, Not just the secondhand goddess logo anymore, but I've been doing some fun geeky stuff uh, and other sort of uh, the things that geeks tend to have Venn diagrams with um, things. uh, Please check that out. Uh, You can also do that at Joe. Give him. I always get it backwards. Spreadshirt.
1: Shop. shop shop Spreadshirt.
0: Spreadshirt. Secondhand goddess.
1: Nope. Nope.
0: Nope. Fucked (laughs) it up.
1: Shop. shop Spreadshirt.com slash. Secondhand Goddess.
0: There we go. See, I always screw it up. Uh, please check that out. We've got some really, really fun designs uh, there. And we're putting more into the shop uh, pretty regularly uh, as well. Um, and if you check out the Secondhand Goddess Facebook page, uh, we do uh, once every week to two weeks, we do a poll as to what you would like to see in said t-shirt shop. Uh, So please pay attention to that so that I know what people are looking for. Um, You can also find me playing Jade on uh, Not Safer Wizards as well. Um, And I think that's it for now. Always new things in the works.
1: Absolutely. Um, So as we kind of mentioned in the beginning of the show, uh, the pandemic is still going on, or as Brian calls it, the panini. Uh, And this Delta variant is uh, wrecking the unvaccinated. So go get vaccinated. Um, please
0: go get vaccinated. Yeah, please.
1: Uh, and and I am seeing some places are now are consider are re instituting uh, masks. So hey, why don't you put on a mask? Continue yeah. to wash your hands. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Sanitizers. A big, the big like jerk. <laughs> I was going to say our 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 other co host Pete would say don't be a dick. Yes. Um, <laughs> and uh, and as always, uh, this podcast believes that Black Lives Matter, trans rights are human rights, and love is love. We thank you for listening this week. We look forward to talking to you next week. And as Will would say, leave the world a better place than the way you found it, kids. Later, taters. Hey there, listener. Before we get out of here, just want to uh, ask you to do us a little favor. Um, two little favors. One, if you go to Apple Podcasts, Leave us a rating and review there. Five stars would be great, but hey, we're leaving that up to you. And second would be, share the podcast with your friends, family, coworkers, whoever you think would enjoy a deep dive into geek culture. Uh, That would definitely help us. Thanks for listening. The preceding program was brought to you by Armored Bear Productions.